Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Flipper Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 199. In this episode, we are going to talk about the pressure on Trey Lance, Bill Belichick praising Mac Jones, the Bucks signing Julio, predicting quarterback competitions, and then we'll have the six-man show on to talk about the Orlando Magic, and a quick YouTube member and Patreon shout-out to the real Zayte, Kakompo, Prelo, King J, Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Daniel, Tristan, Hash Brown, Zayte, Drew the Goat for real, Doug, Laurent, King J, Dixon, Demetrius, Dayton, Riv, Curry, Kawhi, Fanatic, Writer, Armin, Nico, Ben, Musty, Put Your Feet on the Phone, Jaron, Nick, Vincent, Your Local Bronze Sexual, <laughs> Jordan, Tua is Amazing, Love You, Drew, wow, Traylon, Burks, Rookie of the Year, MG, Nas, UK, Boge, J, Love, Clear, Zach, W, Cole, Darius, Garland's Next, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv Has Massive Glutes, Travis, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, your boy Nick, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, Dylan, Ofosa, Mason, Riv's Head Hits, Gentile Drew, K to MVP, SP Z Shot, Evan, yo, Riv cannot hit, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless, Rooster, Kill Moves, Joel B, Eagle Dollar, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Dom, Orlando, Big Chuck, Hooked, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, Tua Sucks on Car, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, Sean, Berno Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Hakari, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Have One more episode before, uh, until facts, facts, 200. Facts, facts. I just had to talk over you. That's you right, apologize. Bro. That's it's important. Right. It happens. Oh, shit. And look at you dropping your flask. What's that called again? Hydro flask. Hydro flask. Right? flask Not a sponsor. What an asshole. Not, but I would love, love that hydro flask sponsorship. But so, episode 200 coming soon. Insane. The very next episode. Now, j- just going to. Give the fans a little, you know, sneak peek. Not, not a sneak peek. Okay. We're not going to spoil it. Okay. Right. But just know that episode 200 is going to be massive. It's going to be awesome. It, nobody is expecting what we're going to have for episode 200. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's going to be a viral movie. Yeah. Excited, viral it's movie. Gonna be good. It's going to be amazing. We can't wait for you guys to see it. Riv, how are you feeling? Did y'all see that I just texted y'all? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> It's gonna be something we've never done before. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 that is crazy. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm excited. That's crazy. 200, you know what I'm saying? Been here at 200. Nah, like 150. I definitely have not been here for 200. The only one who's been here for 200 is Joel. Joel, facts. 200. Mm. I've been here for maybe, maybe 100. Yeah, I haven't been here for 100. No. I I ain't been here physically. For You've been here for a hundred. I you think have. so. You have. It felt like two hundred though. It's glad to be in two hundred. We locked them. Uh, shout out to the fans. And before we start our show together, we want to give a shout out to our guy Justin Alba. So this is one of my mom's friends. Her son. He's actually unfortunately going through chemotherapy right now. And it was actually just brought to my attention that what gets him through his his chemotherapy is the Pick Aside podcast. Now that is extremely touching to me and the fact that he didn't even know that it was our it, my mom's 
her, excuse me, it, the fact that he didn't know that it was me, my mom's son, and the fact that he just watches it is just so naturally great and to shows how much we have have grown, but the fact that he shows love and, and that's how he uses his time, it really is touching to us and it really does, it does make us extremely grateful and it shows how much we have grown together as, as a community. Um, to show a little love to Justin, we actually, all of us together, uh, put a little package for you, dude. We actually are sending you a pick-a-side hoodie. We're sending you a pick-a-side shirt. Hopefully it gets you before your next treatment. But we're hoping that we, we also want to get this to you before your next treatment. I know that it's sometime next week. But uh, we're sending our love to you. We're sending our prayers to you. Hopefully you get that package. We got, a, we got something special for you, dude, all right? And we're all sending our love and prayers to you, King. Yeah, Sorry. thank you, Justin. That that means a lot. And Drew, you couldn't have said it perfectly. I mean, uh, we do this show every two weeks to just talk sports, and we we don't recognize the impact it has on other people. Like we know people listen to us, but we don't know the actual implications of how much us putting out content means to people. So the fact that you guys choose us to either be entertained, to laugh, exactly. to be informed, any emotion it evokes out of you. The fact that you're choosing us to get that emotion out of you truly means a lot to us, and we appreciate it, and that's why we do this grind. That's why we, we we're, at, we're at it. And I didn't want it to sound ignorant like, oh, man, I love how much we've we've grown in our, our followers. Not at all. In the sense of people genuinely take time out of their day to listen to us. That's how they want to spend their time. Someone that's, was talking about that in the Discord the other day. I don't know if it was just to me, but it was in the general chat that said, like, just want to let you guys know, like every time, even something so small, like driving to work, like everyone just says how much it just has that extra that it brings to their life, that just consistency. And I saw on the Discord, I heard it. I was like, like just talking sucks. about it. Really, like I'm, I'm really trying as hard as I yeah. can not to get worked up, not yeah. to get choked up. But that is some serious love. That it, really, that's all that. It, that's the best way you could put it. It makes me happy that um, people decide to to have us in their lives. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just real life. That's it's insane. Like sometimes I really sit in and if I think about it too hard, it doesn't sound real. Yeah, that's why we do it. And that's why we want to make every show special, but particularly episode 200, For sure, which man. it is. It is a milestone 200. We're not going to reach another 100 until 100. You know, yeah, it's, it's a long time <laughs> away. So. You know, the fact that episode 200, we want to make it special. And we think we will. We think it's going to be what great. we have planned it's gonna be great. is it's gonna be great. Great. not only our community, I think, is going to be ecstatic about it. But I think it's going to break the Internet. Yes, it's going to extend it's gonna past the our community. sports community Internet. Yes. Now, I can't wait. It's, it's really it's really cool. You guys now, are real emotional. Yeah, Riv. You know, you you share a lot of emotion with us before the show. Like, I was just wondering if you wanted to transfer any of that on the show. <laughs> Um, just Justin, keep fighting. That's facts, man. That's facts. That's facts. Um, keep fighting, Justin. To the fans, we appreciate y'all. That's it. So I got for you. <laughs> That's all you're gonna get out of Rev. Listen, just know that that right there that comes from the heart, yeah, no is. doubt. Like he's a man when it comes to expressing his emotion. Very few words, but that right there just expresses it all. Yeah, I like to put Rev in those positions. I know. get him out of his comfort zone. <laughs> Yo, that wasn't even that crazy, bro. That was fine. That was it's not like even a comfort that zone. That's so common, like, bro. Not that's that's so I common. I think I like to put Riven position. <laughs> I like that was the part. Now I think because I was like, I like to put Riven in different positions. Get him out of that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Right, right. Like the that combinations be nuts. 
Lock in though. Right back to regular pick a side. Yeah. So, oh, just to let you guys know, chalkboard, join it. Group chat, Shout join our chalkboard. chalkboard. Up. Look, chalkboard, they've been amazing in helping us uh, create a board on their on their application. Correct. We almost have six hundred people in there. Doing so, a giveaway. Yeah, One thousand. What we're gonna we're do? A I think a thousand a giveaway. We should definitely do a giveaway. But I feel like we didn't really formally announce it. I have Like, what should the giveaway be? Should the giveaway be um, a hoodie? Should it be a guest spot? I think having one of those people be a guest on the show. I think is, if you're the thousandth, okay. we, we can get you a hoodie, but we can also get you on the show. Not the thousandth, but just anyone. No, no the, correct, correct. Yeah, once yeah, we hit a thousand. Are just keep yes, then we're, no, 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 for sure. Once we get to a thousand, I apologize. Let me, let me word it correctly. Once yeah. we get to a thousand, then we will raffle off that opportunity. Okay. And is there a player that any of us like hate? Maybe we can do this. Maybe it can be something different. Like, um, I don't know. If we get to a thousand, I have to wear a tour jersey and say like a bunch of good things yeah. about him. Honestly, if that even happened, I don't know if I could wear a Mahomes jersey. To be honest with you, I don't I know if wear I could a Brady do that. jersey. Uh, I'll rock a Brady jersey all day. I, yeah, but You've you're, you're like you're so twisted, bro. Like you but shouldn't a New England one. Regardless, <laughs> New England or Tampa Bay. Nah, Tampa Bay is fine. Nah, you think not so? if you're a Jets fan. You think so? Not if you're a Jets fan. I not think Tom Tampa Brady. Bay is fine. So I acknowledge so Tom Brady's greatness, and like in Tampa, I don't hate him as much as I did in New England. But no way am I wearing his jersey. So ever. what should it be then? What should it be? Should it be one of us do something silly? Should it be the guest spot? Should it be the hoodie and the guest spot? Like what should it be? Let's try to think of this now. I feel like the easiest one is we give whoever wins the the prize, we give him the hoodie. We also give him okay. a guest spot. That's I valid. feel like that's firm. That's valid. Okay. All right, we're combining the two here. Now we're really yeah. spoiling yeah. you. So, You're getting so spoiled. Let, so let's, let's formally yeah, let's announce it okay. let's, let's formally announce it then. So we have a giveaway we want to we do for you guys. If you guys get us to a 1,000 members on Chalkboard, you will be able to have a guest spot on the Pick Aside podcast. We'll also send you a Pick Aside hoodie. So I know there's people out there that they either love our show, they hate our show, they want to debate us. Now's your chance to come on the show and talk Get active. Get active. Talk what you got to talk about. People love to say that we're casuals, love to say that, man, we got to get this guy off the show. Well, let's see. While you're on the show, you can actually hold it down. Yeah, I think they won't be able to. No, I know they won't be able to, but we'll see. So yesterday, I was actually, uh, somebody came up to me, and it was one of Rib's friends. Uh His His name is Booker, right? Booker. So it's Booker, right? He comes up to me and, you know, I've never met him in my life. So I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Joel. He shakes my hand and he's like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know you are. I'll be hearing your Eagles takes. <laughs> and, I, and in my head, I'm like, I was genuinely confused because I praise the Eagles a lot. You know, I only don't praise Hurts. Hurts, right? So I'm like, okay, like, I, I didn't know if this guy like hated me or liked me. Like, I was I wasn't sure. And he was like, Jalen Hurts, man. Why can't he be a franchise quarterback? Why? And I'm like, I just, I'm not a believer. And he's like, man, man. He's like, you believe in Zach Wilson? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, man. But Jay was funny as hell. So, yeah, it was pretty cool that he said that. That's it. Yeah. I feel like every, every once, we always like, find people that like now recognize us like the other day i was at the mall and i was at the food court eating and somebody in front of me like just turned back and was like hey yo you're the guy who does uh the sports podcast right and i'm like oh yeah bro he's like yeah we're bro i'll be fucking child tiktok uh the, the would you rathers and it was funny because i was literally just about to post the anthony davis would you rather 
Wow, that's yeah. pretty coincidental. So I was like, yo, that's funny because I'm actually about to post this Would You Rather right now. He's like, where, who's it going to be? I was like, Anthony Davis. He's like, that's a good one. It was a good one. That's a good one. It was a good one. It was. So yeah, it's lit. So I've gotten recognized. Andrew, I know you've gotten recognized before. Riv, have you gotten recognized yet? That one of that one of a kind face hasn't gotten recognized, bro. I tell you all the time when I get recognized. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah I just forgot. I'm sorry. I don't tell it all the time in the gym. Uh, I got facts. I got recognized at the gym once yeah, too. So it's always the gym, either the gym or like like one time I got recognized at this basketball game. These little ass kids. Where? Yeah. That's pretty lit. Every sport event I've gone to this year, I've gotten recognized, which yeah, is it's always in insane. the gym though. Like it's so often now, I don't like because it's like, hey, aren't you that guy with the podcast? I'm like, yep. Yeah, my father, my father in law was like, listen, you've been to two Mets games, you've been you've been recognized at at both of them. I think it's time we convert you. I'm just like, let's take it easy, all right? Let's take oh, to, it easy. To the Mets? Yeah, facts. they're Mets fans. Oh my god, he's probably the biggest Mets fan I know. All right, let's get on to the show. First topic of the show: Trey Lance. Now, Kyle Shanahan said that the 49ers are moving forward with Trey Lance. He is a starter. Jimmy G's time is over, and he even went on to say that. Had Jimmy G not been hurt, he would have been traded already. But they're Jeez. not they're not cutting him because Kyle Shanahan also said this. He said, you can't just let one of the better quarterbacks in the league hit the open market and go wherever he wants. So that's why Kyle Shanahan doesn't want the Niners don't want to cut him and they he want to trade right him. There he did chat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if more than like four or five teams would want Yeah, but to. you can't go into the season with Jimmy G on the roster. You not, if Trey Lance, not if Trey Lance is your guy. Yeah. You can. But Trey Lance, he said he said it. Kyle Shanahan said that Trey Lance is their guy moving forward. Now, now that we know that, even though we already kind of assumed it, how much pressure is on Trey Lance this year to be good right away and to have not only individual but team success with the Niners? You're a big Trey Lance guy, so I want you to go first, Joel. Yeah, and you said it perfectly. I think there's two different pressures in the NFL, specifically for NFL quarterbacks because they have the biggest impact on winning games. The first one is to perform well and to impress the coaches, fans, ownership. And I think that's what Trey Lance is going to be fine doing. He's mobile. He has a big arm. He can make every throw as long as he's accurate. I don't think he has to be spectacularly accurate his first season. I know Garoppolo was he was hovering like 68 69%. Like that's pretty elite. He's not going to be there. But the other pressure is winning. I think the biggest difference between what Justin or what Trey Lance has to do with someone like Tua or Jalen Hurts is at this point, we know that they could win, right? We know Jalen Hurts can win. We know Tua can win. Can they impress us? I think Trey Lance can be able, have to somehow be able to do both, impress the fans, impress his own teammates, make sure everyone gets on board, but also win because this is a team and a roster that's ready to go to an NFC Championship game, potentially a Super Bowl. I think there's definitely the pressure that this team just went to the NFC Championship game with a quarterback that, According to to what reports say that Trey Lance should be definitely better than going into next season, right? There would if if Trey Lance was not as good as Jimmy G, this, there would not be the conversation that that Jimmy G is definitely not going to be the starter. He would already be traded if he wasn't injured. There's pressure because this team just accomplished a lot with a mediocre to slightly above average quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and this was this was with Jimmy Garoppolo playing. Poor, honestly. If I'm just going to be frank, he did not play great by any means. And this team went to the NFC Championship and was one play away to a degree. If Jaquiski Tart catches that ball, potentially we could be looking at the Niners in the Super Bowl. Let's let's just be honest. But now you have Trey Lance, who has the the top three overall 
uh, pressure on him. That's already pressure in and of itself. But now you are put in a position where you need to have success with this team. There's no excuse. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You have Kyle Shannon, who's the, the QB whisperer, one of the best head coaches in the league. You have a great offensive line. You have a solid run game. There's really minimal excuse here if you're Trey Lance. I, I, I firmly believe more so in the sense of winning. 100% there's pressure to be great statistically, uh, just w- with the eye test. But I think more so than anything, what he needs to prove is that he could be a winning quarterback because they just got rid of one who proved multiple times that he can be a winning quarterback. For me, I feel like the pressure's on the winning side. Now, I Facts. think with Jimmy G, they've made it to the Super Bowl. They made it to the NFC Championship game. They've been in the playoffs. I think this team, when it's healthy, is one of the best teams in the league. It's shown that repeatedly. And with Trey Lance, like you said, individually, he's going to have that pressure. He's a number three pick. But I think right now, this is kind of like his rookie season because he didn't really play that much in his first year. So this is the Only season where it's game. like, yo, we got to see him, see what he's going to be. So I don't think that pressure individually, he's just going to be asked to make smart plays be a bit of a game manager. He's not going to ask to do too much. But from the winning perspective, the pressure is there. This is a Niners team that can compete, can possibly – the Rams are the best team in the division, but they can sneak it and get a, a playoff win. This is a team that's very dangerous. So for that, Trey Lance has to be good, and I think the pressure is going to be on the winning side. I'll get deeper into the Niners and what they got offensively, but they, they have a team there fit. They have a coach there fit for Trey Lance, so all the pressure is just on the winning side. The individual stuff is going to come, but he's still really young, and this is year two for him. So Before I get to my take on this, I just, I've just i been keeping up with the Niners camp, and Trey Lance has been having a rough start to camp. It's as expected, though. He's 3-for-10 three, three, three in team drills, and he had an ugly interception on in Saturday or Friday's practice, one of those. He's been having a rough practice, and um, the word outside of a lot of Fortnite's B reporters is that the reason for that is because they don't have Debo. Debo has not been practicing. Now, next week, they're getting into pads. This upcoming week, they're getting into pads, so we'll see how truly ready he is to you know start right away and to hopefully win games for them. But now that Debo just got extended, he got his contract, he will be in practice. So now we're going to see Lance with Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Shannon's offense. So that's one. They're easily, easily. Trey Lance has the most pressure on him of any quarterback in his draft class. I think pretty easily. He's the only one that got to sit his rookie season. Zach Wilson didn't. Davis Mills didn't. Justin Fields didn't. He sat for a little bit, but he played. Mac Jones didn't. Trevor Lawrence didn't. They Mm -hmm. all... For the most part, played play time. half the half the season or more. Yep. Trey Lance is the only one that got to sit down, got to learn under a quarterback, and we can argue he's in the he's in the best position possible in San Fran. The only other argument is New England with Mac Jones, and even then, you look at what they're doing offensively, the pieces they lost. The 49ers are the best position out of all these out of all these teams that these young quarterbacks are in right now. Now, the reason why Trey Lance has the most pressure on him is because you look at the 49ers. They have a top 10 weapons room in football. Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. They have one of the best coaches in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan, who's a quarterback whisperer. You look at their defense, elite defensive line, elite linebacking core. Kyle Shanahan this past week in practice said that this secondary is the deepest that it's ever been in his tenure in San Fran. We're talking about a team that's been to the NFC Championship. Kyle Shanahan said... We're moving on to Trey Lance. Jimmy G would have already been out of here had he not been injured. To pile on Jimmy G like that, 
I think was a bit unnecessary to, I agree. to, to make that comment. I agree. But now you put that much more pressure on Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo, say what you want about him, but the two years he was healthy and started, he made a Super Bowl and was close to winning it Folded. and made an <clears throat> NFC championship game. And this past year, down the stretch of the season, the second half of the season, he was amazing. Trey Lance has a lot of pressure, not only to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which people may scoff at that, but he's still a good NFL quarterback, so that's going to be tough to do in itself. But he has to win. And anything other than an NFC Championship appearance for 49ers, I think, is a failed season. Because this team mm. has Super Bowl aspirations. It does. It does. But I think a lot of 49ers fans are going to take him being able to consistently be good, consistently make tight window throws, throw on the run, be accurate every single week, and win one game in the playoffs. They take that. The biggest issue right now, of course, they want to go to the Super Bowl. The roster's there. But the number one thing on Niners fans, you got to make sure Jimmy, you got to make sure Trey Lance is the guy. As long as he shows that he's worth the number three overall pick, he could be a franchise quarterback. He could be, you could be in discussion with the top 10 quarterback. He could be in there with the Kylers, the Joe Burrows, Lamar's in that conversation. They're going to take that at least going. Instead of a Super Bowl, of course they want to get there, but number one has to be the quarterback. One thing I want to say real quick, because um, I think it's really important, especially for a rookie quarterback or first year starting, is where the bye week is. I know this past season, the Jets had a pretty early bye week, right? I think it was like a week five or something. Mm-hmm. We had a, a few tough opponents, but the Niners have a week nine bye week, so right in the middle of the season. And we're going to know then a pretty good idea, because they start the season off two easy games at Chicago versus Seattle. The next two games at Denver, then versus the Rams. Next two games on the road at Carolina, Atlanta. Two games versus the Chiefs and at the Rams. So we're going to have four games against really tough opponents. All four of those teams, well, three, they play the Rams twice. think they could go to the Super Bowl. They have elite quarterbacks. So between those first eight games, we're going to have a really good idea of can Trey Lance play up with the rest of these guys. Right now, the true contenders of the NFC, Tampa Bay, LA, you got to throw Green Bay in there. No, you don't. I'm, they don't have I don't to. I don't disagree. They don't but have at a the receiver same, room. They don't have receivers. With Aaron Rodgers, automatically you have to give him that respect. That and defense not only that, is fantastic. Their defense, fantastic. Their, their defense is talented. On paper, they played great last year. Their defense faced a lot of rookie quarterbacks last year and second year quarterbacks. They didn't they their their defense no Jair. Was, they had a lenient schedule. No Jair. For a lot of the season, Sedarius Smith, and he's gone. He's though. gone true, but at the same time, you're still getting a top three, top four at the absolute worst. The reason I say this back. is that, for me personally, there's only two contenders in the NFC: Tampa Bay and the Rams. The Green Bay Packers Sam are. Fran, you have to throw in that the, conversation. The Green though. Bay Packers. You got to wait and see. He, he, he cut me off before this, I could this, say that. This is what I'm saying though. But with with Jimmy G. They were a contender last season. This you don't is, know if Trey Lance could be worse yeah. or better than Jimmy G. You don't, but at the same time, you understand that they have the roster in place to do so. But it's all know, on it's all on QB Lance. QB is important. Oh, no, for sure, King. The most important. This is what I'm saying. The Rams in Tampa Bay, a lot of things can go wrong for them, and they can still make it to the Super Bowl. For Green Bay, everything has to go right. For San Fran, everything has to, the, for the most part, go right. And those other teams I have in there that they could compete, mm-hmm. Minnesota. I don't agree with that point with San Fran. And I don't mean it like like a strong disagreement. One but I say that right. because not everything went right for them last postseason run. And they went to the NFC Championship game, you know? So I feel like not everything definitely has to go right for them to be a contender. Just Trey Lance has to do a job. You're Good right. Job. But the teams they faced in the playoffs were teams that... Green Bay. They were... But Green Bay is one of those teams that everything had to go right for them. So last win. year, you that think was so? Just an outlier. Green Bay was just so bad that playoff game too. 
and the Cowboys the weather, too. The weather. The Cowboys yeah. too is the another we, one. The that, weather made the weather. it a bad matchup too. But what, for yeah, the but Cowboys that should have favored Green Bay. Like oh. they're the one that plays in Lambeau. Cowboys San Fran were, has that run game. Yeah. That's but why they like, have AJ yeah. Dillon and Aaron Jones. The Cowboys played well. great all season long. The Cowboys almost won that game also, but at the same time, San Fran went in there and played great that, football. That was a fifty fifty matchup though. I My, thought but like again, going into it, yeah, but everybody knew San Fran was a bad matchup for them. But let's just continue on to the point. Not everything had to go right for them for them to win. You understand? I think what I'm you're saying? overanalyzing what I'm saying. No, I'm just the Rams utilizing t- the, the facts. The Rams and Tampa Bay have a lot of leeway in terms of things that can happen to them, and they Easily. can still make it far. As the San Fran, so, not really, because San but Fran. We just saw them go to the NFC Championship with that exact statement, and they fa- and the fa- they faced a team in the Rams that they had more wiggle room, and that's why they lost. I mean, they were pretty damn close to winning the game, also, and yeah. they beat the best team in the NFC that year, last season. Excuse me. Did you, record wise? Did you have Green Bay as the best team in the NFC? I had the Rams personally. Okay, but a lot of people had the Packers I, going I to think, the Super Bowl. I you think, had the Packers winning the Super Bowl. I think as of right now, Green Bay. We don't put them in a con- in that conversation anymore. This is super hindsight. It's not. It's not just super hindsight. It's the fact they lost Devontae Adams. Yeah, but last year now, they had Tay. Last year they had yeah, I know they had Tay, but Green Bay has shown for if the past— If you're talking about this year, I'm with you. Green Bay has shown for the last, last three— Last year, you can't say that. Green Bay has shown for the last three seasons, they don't— They don't, they don't show up in the playoffs. They don't show up. Especially in the biggest the Niners, they, show, they lost twice against but them. In the 2019 NFC Championship, what happens? They get ran all over on. Right next year versus Tom Brady. He beats them in the NFC Championship. Now this past year, they lose. Now they just lost their elite-level wide receiver. All physical teams can stop Green Bay, like— the. I'm just talking they, about last they season. They are green. No, we're talking about this season. Though. Right now, this season, that's why I don't view them as that contender. Okay, I don't disagree. Like, I all. view, I put Green Bay in the bubble with a lot of combo. NFC teams. The NFC has two contenders, Tampa Bay, LA, the Rams. I would throw San Fran A bunch that. of teams are in the bubble. San Fran's in the bubble. I think San Fran's Dallas at 13, is in the bubble. San I agree. Green Bay's in the bubble. Minnesota's in the Who's bubble. The, if Philadelphia's Lance is good, in the bubble. Can I hear bro. your if teams in the bubble good, again? If Lance is good, sure. San Francisco is a dangerous team. The only thing we're questioning is Trey Lance. If he could show anything what he did in college, and I, I like the two games he started. I know we have disagreements over it. I really like the two games I saw. He was able to make throws out of the pocket, be mobile. He's not going to be asked to do a ton. Kyle Shanahan's going to have plenty of run plays, read options for him as well to yeah. get comfortable. So if Trey Lance is good, we're just expecting him to be okay. We're not sure. If he ends up being good, we know how great what his ceiling is. What type of good are you talking about, though? He has to, like... He has to be better than he, Jimmy Garoppolo. He has to, because if he's just good... If he's, if just, he's in that 15 to 20 range of quarterbacks... If he's just up to maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, they're not going to the Super Bowl. No, but he does... The offense Jimmy is G different in the 15 with Trey Lance. To, was Jimmy G in the statistically? It's it's fine. Statistically, he's probably not going to be. He's not going to be as good as Jimmy G. Maybe gets more like total touchdowns. Jimmy G had like a sixty nine percent completion percentage, almost fourth that. Like he had a really good year last year. I just think maybe Trey, total touchdowns Trey could there put a, the rushing he could put yards. Up a crazy stat. I was going to say total yards. You get pass, passing and rushing. He'll probably be close, but he just unlocks a different part of the offense where everything becomes very explosive. These are my teams in a bubble. That's what I want to hear. The Niners are in the bubble because this is. Their defense is great. I love their defense. Their offensive line got significantly worse. You, You're right. Th- I scoffed at a face that when I said I scoffed, solid offensive line. I scoffed when you said good offensive line. line. They lost uh, Lakin Tomlinson. No, they lost. Yeah. They lost Lakin Tomlinson, a Pro Bowl guard. They lost Alex Mack. That's the their interior of their offensive line. You still have the best left tackle in the game. It's and, huge. Uh, it's huge. I mean, that's huge. But the interior offensive line is deteriorating. I don't disagree, but like, that's, what, that's huge. What makes up for it is that Trey Lance is mobile. Thankfully. Yes, but I was also say Shanahan's run scheme. That also is I, just I think run guys open. a quarterback, especially like Trey Lance, who can run out of situations, pressure up the middle is far more difficult to manage than pressure 
from the boundaries. But we've seen Kyler do it for years. That's and they have different had, type of speed, but I think they both have really good. And we've had, we've had too. we've yeah. had a lot of conversation with mobile quarterbacks allowing for leeway when it comes to poor offensive line. You'd love it for that, sure. You'd love why, to have a great that's offensive why, line. As of right now, like I'm not trying to project Trey Lance. Yeah. As of right now, like, where tough. we stand, yeah, it's tough. The Niners are not contenders. They are a question mark. They are a question mark because Trey Lance is a question mark. Who would you? Be? They are a question mark because the offensive line is going to be. Who average. would be your third team though? We got the Rams and the Bucks. Who's the third team? Like the third contender it has to be Niners. That's it's Minnesota. Minnesota. You think it's Minnesota? It's Minnesota. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got to see improvement on defense. You just got to see improvement. I on just defense. don't know if I can believe there you sometimes. When offensively, you just sit I think there and you great, smirk when you say some. Defensively, like I, look at I that. That face it. is not, not one that believe it. I mean, if you want to take it back, you could take look, it back. I I want to believe in Minnesota on paper. It it should be them. That's what I'm going to be honest. It should be them. Like they're the third contender, and we don't know anything about Trey Lance. That's what I'm saying. But this is what I'm saying. Teams in the bubble for me are Minnesota, are San Fran, Green Bay. You have to put in there Philadelphia. Their roster is Super Bowl ready. If Hurts is better than what I think he is, (laughs) yeah, they are. They can be contenders. Music to my and then and then the other team is. I think you can't sleep on Dallas. I think Dallas is still in there. Dallas is still gotta in respect there. them. Yeah. You gotta respect them. So there, that's what I'm saying. Like there's Wait, two Green teams. Bay? He did. I did. Oh, okay, okay. So that's what I'm saying. There's two teams at the top that I'm like, mm, yeah. There's a gap between them and everybody else. I feel like. And then there's these teams in the bubble, like Minnesota. If they hit their peak, they can be better than San. But what's their they peak can be defensively? The, offensively, they just we got know. to Darius Smith. They I still know, have Neil Hunter. They still have Dalvin Tomlinson. They have Eric Kendricks at linebacker. Are they, are they a top 15 defense with the peak? I think I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. If oh. their defensive line stays healthy, they are. Wait, so when you when you mean when you say in the bubble teams, what do you mean? If a couple things go right, they are contenders. Like based on the season, like in the middle and of the we, year. So are we putting Dallas in that conversation? Yeah, I have to put Dallas in. I, I feel like we know Dallas what like they that. are at this point. I don't point. see Dallas like that. But okay. I see Dallas like that because I think the defense is going to be improved and I think Micah Parsons is going to take another step forward. And he's a guy who's a wrecking like he wrecks a game. He's a game wrecker. He is not. Listen, Michael Trayvon Parsons. Trayvon Diggs is, is the same way. Yes, they're both fantastic, but I mean, I feel like losing Amari Cooper is going to be huge. We know we've yeah. seen Dak we with see and without Amari. We got to see what's up with this Minnesota defense, man. Look at their roster. On I know paper. that's what I'm looking at right now. Like draft scene, that's that's cool. Cameron Dantzler is solid. Patrick Peterson, I don't love. But look at this. I I just look. Jordan Hicks, Smith is They cool. signed Harrison Phillips, who was a top five run defender in football this past season. And that's where they struggled last year. Dalvin Tomlinson, Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Eric Hendricks, Jordan Hicks, Patrick Peterson, Cameron Dantzler, Harrison Smith, Andrew Booth from that's the draft. That's potential. That's like, potential. They, Andrew Booth, facts. Everything goes, everything goes, Louis C. Knight, you mentioned, yep. yeah. everything goes right. The rookies play a big part in the secondary. Everything goes right. This team is, is scary, and we know what their offense is. Like, Kirk Cousins is going to give you 100 passer rating. Jefferson, if we think he's going to be the best receiver in football this year. Along I, well, I'm not with, worried like, about the offense. I know it's going to be top 10. The offense is going to be really good. I think the offense will be top 10. I think the defense, I think Mike Zimmer lost control of that team late. He, he lost control of that team already last season, mm. and it was already happening. I think this year with the new coach, it brings some new life into Minnesota. They're one of those teams that I see making a big-time jump. And we've seen from these coaches from the Sean McVay coaching tree, they come into yep. teams and they change the culture immediately. So I'm looking at Minnesota, a ready-to-win roster. You don't have to rebuild much. You just have to add some sprinkles. That's why I think they can t- compete for sure. Do you, I ma- believe do you remember Minnesota. who they hired as D.C.? 
they hired um, the guy that was with the Rams. I'm forget. I'm blanking on his name right now. Ed Donatel. Yeah, Ed Donatel. He was with. Uh, he was part of the um, coaching staff for the Rams. All right. Cool. But yeah, you know that. That's where I. But Trey Lance does have the most pressure, I believe, in my opinion. I do think from it's this draft class for of, sure. Of the draft I do class. think it's unfair pressure though, because he's not going to be able to make the mistakes as a rookie. But well, as a second year player, because this team is trying to make the playoffs, like they want to win right now, so. and no one else is in Super Bowl contention. And, yeah, and they'll probably Second Jimmy G will probably be gone, so the backups probably gonna be shitty. Yeah, damn. Good luck, Trey Lance. So another second year quarterback in Mac Jones <laughs> got praised by Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick said that Mac Jones has made tremendous strides. He raved about his work ethic, and I think just recognizing some of Bill Belichick's patterns, he doesn't really give praise like this, you know, to just everybody. Mac Jones, I think, has definitely deserved it. And with that being said, Mac Jones had a tremendous rookie season, Sorry. led the Patriots to 10 and 7. He is a guy that a lot of people label as a limited ceiling dude. But is there a chance that he exceeds our expectations and the Patriots are better than we think this year because Mac Jones is the one leading the charge at quarterback? You want to start with me? I, I guess so. Okay. Uh, go fuck myself. <laughs> I know. No, I was. Joking, I was joking, assuming. I was assuming you were gonna go first, but there was a, there was a little dead. Uh, unbelievable. I, like I just saw you. Unbelievable. Whatever. Gotta be honest. I think Mac Jones is going to be solid, but that's not going to deter me from the fact that I just think that this Patriots roster as a whole is not as good as last season's. Mid. Their improvements on offense this year was Devontae Parker, and that's the end of the statement. He was having a great camp, apparently. <laughs> I'm very happy for him. If he's if he's worked on his separation, if he's, if he's got a little well, loose, the highlights are all like him mossing people. Yeah, jump balls, um, which is so he he's Devontae Parker. He, he's somebody who puts the ball in the perfect place, not like Devontae's former quarterback. Ooh. Listen, I, if there's real quick before we do, go, the way you talk of Jimmy G, you say to it can be Jimmy G. You know what I'm saying? Like you were talking to Jimmy G very nicely before, and you, that's how you talk about in the Tua. first segment. What are you talking yeah, about? You were talking about Jimmy G very nice. Jimmy G's a good quarterback. I just I just realized that one to and pick with, it out. And with some losses. Tua being Jimmy G's a tall task. Oh, tall well, now task? That's, okay, that's different. But I feel like your comp so far has been he's going to be Jimmy G. Yeah, you know, like a bridge. That's, that's a compliment. A bridge, a bridge. Jimmy G's a compliment. And with some losses on, on the offensive line, we look at the defense. The defense is just not good. The front seven is not good by any means. I don't love the secondary. It seems to be aging a little bit. Um, I just think that Mac Jones has to play out of his mind for the Patriots to be a wildcard team this season. The AFC is stacked. You look at the Dolphins. They got significantly better from last year. The Bills are definitely the favorites to win that division. So they have a tough time with their division already. Now let's go look at the AFC West where all four teams potentially could make the the playoffs. You have the Bengals, the Ravens that are definitely better than them. The Browns impending Deshaun Watson's suspension decision. They could be one of those teams that you have to look out for. I just have a tough time sitting with the fact that, yes, he can improve. Yes, he could play well, but that's not going to impact their playoff standing, in my opinion. I just look at this defense. I think that it's not nearly as good as where it needs to be. The one thing that they'll get respect for me is that Bill Belichick is their head coach, and when it comes to defense, there's no one better. He will find a way to make it work. But just as it stands right now on paper, yes, you don't want to be that guy that doubts New England and doubts Bill Belichick, but right now, as it currently stands, this offense outside of Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, and 
I guess I'll throw the tight end room as well into the mix. Yes, There's not much that really gets me going. This wide receiving core is arguably the worst in the National Football League. Mac Jones has to do a lot on this offense for, for me to be impressed with their offense. Because as it stands right now, the guy that I'm most hyped for going into the season is Ramondre Stevenson. He's lost weight. It's seeming as if he's going to get some more work in the past game. Last season, he had the second most broken tackles at the running back position. I, I'm sorry. He had the second most yards per carry after contact mm-hmm. behind Javante Williams. Ramondre Stevenson is a future superstar back. I do believe that. He's the one that I'm looking forward to the most this going into this season. Outside of that, I don't love this offense. I love Mac Jones. Before college, I loved Mac Jones. Unfortunate he went to New England because I can't love him as much as I would have loved him if he went to a different situation. Doesn't stop it from Brady. It really doesn't. Yeah, wait, I'm sh- I don't, like, what? It, you can love him, bro. You love Brady. Like, love Brady. I love Brady because he went to Tampa. Stop no, it. you loved Brady in New England. No, I did not. I loved Brady on his way out when everybody was saying he was washed. I was like, he's not washed. Trust me, he's still great. He's still elite. And that's why I was defending him. And it, it maybe came across okay. as love. But talking about Mac Jones, I think he's going to improve this year. Uh, I think he's going to make big-time improvements. But I look at their problems last year. They had two main ones that stuck out to me. It was speed defensively. They were a very slow team defensively. And offensively, there's no explosiveness. And they didn't fix that. They got a jump ball receiver in Devontae Parker. They drafted Tyquan Thornton. But unless they're that's exciting. Unless they're unless they're expecting Taekwon Thornton to have a huge impact, then they didn't really fix their main offensive problem. And as of recently in camp, it they have been saying that there's really no solidified wide receiver rotation. Everybody's getting kind of equal share, whether it's Parker, Taekwon Thornton, Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar, they're all getting their fair share of targets. So that's a good sign. I don't have any problems with Mac Jones, but I I kind of am in the camp that he is who he is, and I don't see so much more from him. Like, I think he's going to be better at reading defense. He's going to become a better leader, there's no doubt. But do I expect Mac Jones to now extend plays and and make off-platform throws? I just don't think that's who he is as a quarterback. And they still have an Indian offense coordinator. Like, Belichick has been calling plays, and... We know he's a great defensive mind, but like, how good is he going to be as an offensive coach? I like to, be, I like to think. You don't have faith in him. I just and, feel like New England's the only team that can get away with it. That's why I'm laughing because I mean, no other. I feel like I know, but I feel like no other organization cannot name like an OC or DC and be like, ah, right, whatever, we'll figure it out. But I mean, just he's, Belichick, he's, he's calling plays. He's the GM of the I know, team. That's he's why. That's why I'm laughing because Belichick's do it just like, fuck it, I'm gonna he's, just run everything and just anyone, we'll see where this goes. If anyone, I'm under the assumption. <coughs> That Bill Belichick defensively, yes, he's a great coach. He's he's the best of the all best, time. The best, yeah. the best. But offensively, I do like to think his his philosophy is outdated. He is a run first coach, and we've That's seen offensively run. Though. Yeah, but and, but we've seen that a lot of teams that choose that approach of running on early downs. That's an outdated way to play football, and that's not an efficient way to play football anymore. I think there's a difference, though. I think you could be a run first team and not run all the time on first down. Like I think the Niners are a run yeah, first but team. But Bill Belichick actually offenses. has a history of like the percentages of times he runs on first down is pretty high. I know. I'm just saying. I think there's a difference between running yeah. the ball a lot on first down versus being I, a run. I don't, so I tough don't when think, their most talent is at the running back position. I don't think Belichick is gonna come up with something new offensively. I think he's gonna. Oh, just it's gonna be. Popovich. It's gonna be methodical. It's gonna be 
Like, you know, it's not going to be anything new. And that's why I feel like I don't trust him much as an offensive play caller, which is probably what he's going to be. Matt Patricia probably calls a defense, I'm assuming. It's either, gonna, there too. It's either Belichick calling plays or it's Patricia or Joe <laughs> Judge. It's it's He's one there. of those three calling Pat- plays. If you call it Patricia, I'd call it Joe Judge. I guess. I no. It's fair. one of those three calling plays. Patricia, Joe Judge, or Bill Belichick. It's one of those three. It's crazy because I... I- I agree with what you're saying, but just the way that you're going at it is I find myself disagreeing, which is what's so great about us. Uh, the fact that Belichick is starting to be your concern on the offensive side of the ball. Like, if there's anyone you can trust. It's it, not him on offense. But it's Bill Belichick. Like, I don't care if Tom I sound Brady ran that super offense. casual when I say that. It's just ultimately there's no coach that you can trust more when it comes to just needing to get something done than Bill. Oh, really? Well, in the playoffs, he, they dropped 40 on him. For sure. I mean, they scored and every he, possession. And they they over, he's a, Bill Belichick is a defensive mastermind, but his, and, his, and his specialty, I couldn't trust him in the playoffs. He, they dropped couldn't get 40 any pressure. on him. They couldn't get they dropped any pressure. 40. They that, scored every possession. And that's yeah. still they, a problem. They never that and that's still a problem oh, for, for the sure. Their front seven's not good. And the defense got worse without J.C. Jackson. Yeah. Like we're talking like and the offensive about, line got lost, but they, they overachieved. Uh, I, I think, did I they think, not overachieve last season? I, I had them in playoffs. Did you? Yes, I did. I don't think I, I don't did, remember but like, you having them uh, in the playoffs. But like, oh did. my god, did. I did. He did. They overachieved a bit. He did have them. In the actually, if you told me they'll get in the playoffs and get smoked round one, I'll be like, that's you have your notes. Just show me after the show. That's what it may get. He's a rookie. You know, Matt got in the playoffs. Show me after. I'm not doubting you, but I just don't remember. He did say that though. I remember him saying that shit. He was a big Mac guy. Mac, 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 Mac. No, he was a, definitely a big Mac supporter. It's also, I knew that people were sleeping on the Patriots. Like, I didn't think they were as bad as everybody was trying to make it sound like. So that's why I had them uh, with that record. But Bill Belichick, I mean, you say, yeah, like, you have to trust them. But, like, realistically. Do you remember what uh, your you know, record was for them when we did the AFC East? I had them going 6-11. and 11. This year, I think. This so. is the downfall I year? I, have, I think I have six, seven wins. I think this is the downfall year for the Patriots. I have them going seven and ten. Okay, so I don't have them being horrible. But that's not even like okay. a. Yeah, not you're not even that's a contention. drop. Their division got better too. Yeah, it, the whole just, AFC got better. The thing about the Patriots is this: what sucks the most is that they have a quarterback on a rookie deal, but they have no cap space. Yeah, because when they drafted Mac. They splurged in the oh offseason. They spent so on, much money on Nelson on, Aguilar, on, Hunter Henry, on mid players. John Hunter Henry's he's good. I know, but when you have nothing, agreed, agreed. You know, no they doubt. overpaid significantly, and now you have Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, on a rookie deal. Who and you really can't surround him with any talent because you have no money to do so. It was impressive. Yeah, that's why I think they're kind of stuck. My oh my. You spend all that money and you don't get it, like even a superstar. And they made the playoffs. What's they it? did. Matt Judon was in. the most impactful. Matt, player. Matt Judon was firm. Just offensively, all the guys. They signed John, who four years, fifty mil, and didn't use him. They said we're just going to spend fifty mil to get two hundred yards this season. He was a really good blocker. That was about it. He, w- he would have been their most explosive player last year. He runs in the four fours more than Damian. Say word, John, who, Yeah, really four fours. I feel like he ran like a four four nine. You can fact check me. I, I low key feel Maybe like I made the, that up, but I think it's true. The way he looks like it on TV, right? I feel like, like he, I feel like he ran the four fours. That's with the pads on, too. That's four six two. Oh, not even close. All right. So before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from Betstamp. Now, Betstamp is an application that they allow you to compare odds from different sports books all on one app. So you can make more money using that app because you can see this one sports book 
The odds are a bit different. It's a bit more harder to get, so I can maximize my money on here. So BetStep is really about maximizing your money on your bets. It's extremely easy to use. And Drew, I know that you're a guy who likes to bet a lot. So what, what's really the uh, the benefits to this thing? The big benefit is that you can see five to six different sports books, and they provide you with which app has the best odds. You could be in DraftKings, and you could see, let's talk about the Yankees that unfortunately blew it. You could have them as minus 300 favorites to win today's game. And then you have a, a sports book like Typico, or you have a sports book like PointsBet, that their odds might be minus 275 or, or a minus 250. You're going to go and you're going to put your money on the minus 250 because it's maximizing your bets. That's the benefit of doing it. You see a laundry list of different sports books, and it provides you with the one that has the most bang for your buck. That's why BetStamp's as great as it is. Yeah, shout out to BetStamp. If you guys want to maximize your money on your bets, definitely go check them out, BetStamp. The link is going to be in the description down below. Now, Drew, I actually pulled up my tweets. Okay. Um. So, But I want to know your notes because the only thing that matters to me is what you said on the show. Mm. That's why I said we could talk about it after. No, no, no. I have tweets. I literally have tweets. What date? Um, From January 10th, 2021, like from so, earlier. Okay. All right. Okay. But look at this. Um, 2021, that was during the season last year, not this past play, season, yeah, two seasons ago. No, last year, 2021, last season. That's the yeah. playoffs this year was okay. All right. So look, this we're is, in 2022. I understand. Yeah. But that we're not talking like if you, if he said June. So look, it's, 2021, Joe, I'm going to show you this, talking about the Bucks. This, this is a video. I'm confused. Joe, this is a video I'm not going to play, but the, it says the New England Patriots are officially back. New additions on offense. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, and John Lou Smith. Wow. I thought Johnu and Hunter Henry were going to be a much more formidable duo. I thought they were going to be like, not Gronk, Aaron Hernandez level, but like two steps below that and be one of the better tight ends. You said January or June? January. No, this was in March. This video I posted. The March. first thing you said was January. Oh, March. Yeah. Oh, de- I definitely believe you. So look, this is what I had. AFC, that's before AFC the draft. playoff picture in 2021. Division winners: Kansas City, Buffalo, Cleveland, Indianapolis. Wild card teams. Baltimore, New England, the Chargers. Respect. I don't even want to Respect. That's what I had. Because you said January. I was like, what? That yeah. doesn't make sense. But no, March makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's... So yeah, I had... um Nice. And then I said, you know, Mac Jones gives them a better chance to win than Cam Newton. For sure. And that was, you know, that was a quarterback competition. So yeah, I mean, I was on the Patriots. I had... And look, I was like this. My prediction for the Patriots before the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the AFC East. You were very high in New England. Yeah, I was. I was yeah, very yeah, high. Too high. Good opinion. That's extremely high. No, they win that they shit. They no, was people, close. People picked them as the players. I said, "Nah, New England is like that." Yeah, but then we saw. I mean, like, in the middle of the year, they were dark yeah. horses. They were. they were. Well, they won on a stretch where five games they didn't allow more than thirteen points, fourteen points. One of those games was against the Bills. Yeah, they were. That no, was but like that, that was also that, in the that winter was a tundra. Game, yeah. Facts. Yeah. The Buccaneers signed Julio Jones, and now is now this receiver is now added. To a Bucks weapons room that is pretty elite already. Chris Godwin, they said that he's going to be back by the start of the season. Is that confirmed? Uh, I read it somewhere. Before week one, you're saying? No, week one, he'll be ready. Whoa. That's what they said. That's he, huge. He didn't, yeah, he, he's not on the pup or anything, so he's practicing. He's at training camp. But yeah. I don't know. Um, at least there's hope. There's like hope for it. Yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, and now... Um, they have Hunt or Kyle Rudolph at tight end, right? They did. Ryan Jensen j- did get hurt in practice. He got and, carded, right? And he yeah. might be out significant not, time, not which is huge. Him. But Julio Jones, the Buccaneers are getting an all-time great receiver, fastest 
receiver ever to 10,000 yards receiving. Now, what do you think about Julio to the Buccaneers? Does it make them the best weapons room in football? I know later on in this segment, we're going to rank our top five uh, weapon rooms in football. So, Riv, what are your thoughts on Julio to the Bucs? <clears throat> First of all, Goddamn, they was cheating. I really wanted him to come to Philly. I, I really legit was like, yo, I hope he come to Philly. You know what I'm saying? We need just add a little bit more to the team. Devonta Smith, truthers, did not need that. He could have been the third guy. He, he ain't better easily than Devonta. Been the third guy. He ain't the better Who, than Julio? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just, I thought you were saying Devonta. I was for like, the huh? Bucks, I think this is good because Godwin, he just tore his ACL. Last season he did, so you don't know how he's going to look when he comes back. And then Gage is also another good pickup that they have. So I think this is good for the Bucks. you know, just bringing another legend to Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you see what I said? <laughs> 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 I was waiting for you to see. I said that a minute ago. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think this. That guy. <laughs> Did you see it? Yet? I did see it. Oh, yet. Nah, I saw it. Um, nah, but I think this is just a good move for them. You know, we're gonna get into the the top five room later. I think that's that's gonna good be a real a great conversation. conversation. But just to talk about this move real quick, Julio's a great move. It's gonna help his career out playing with Tom Brady also, and the type of separation he's gonna be able to see, the type of defenders he's gonna see because Evans is out there, Godwin, even Gage, Gage. I, I was looking him up. He was, he's nice. Yeah, he got a little. You Very know what I'm saying. Cute. Very little, nice, cute little wide receiving core they got. So I like the move for Julio just to build his career back up. Because teams was, um, players and teammates was kind of like thinking he lost it. But I think he still got it. He was just hurt a lot. Tom Brady has just gotten such a plethora of weapons since joining the Buccaneers. I used to say plethora. That's okay. You said Tanir. <laughs> <laughs> but He's getting to play with everyone he didn't get to play with in San Bro, Someone tweeted that. My, I, that I, that's me. Joel, actually. Was it you? Yeah, it was, it was Joel. That's it was Joel. Top five tweet. Dude, that's a great you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Tony. Steal that round real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I do with him. Why you smack him? He did grasp my muscles. Like, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, like, I was like, why do you do that? <laughs> he wanted to feel his muscle. That was pretty clear and obvious. God. So, just to name him, come on, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski said, you know what? Tom Brady's my guy. I'm coming over to play with him again in Tampa Bay. You add Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. He has just gotten to play with some some all-time names since joining the Buccaneers. Now, to talk about Julio Jones specifically, automatically you hear Julio Jones, you get hype because of the history of Julio Jones, how amazing he has been throughout the entirety of his career aside from the last couple of seasons. But that's really been unfortunate, more so due to a hamstring injury that lingered over into this past season. And even last season where we saw him in flashes, even when he would get a little bit in, into his stride, that hamstring would just act up on him, really couldn't finish games last year. You saw that he was definitely impacted by that injury. And it was really disappointing to see because we all had high expectations for Julio with the Titans. But now it seems like Julio in training camp with the few uh, videos, the few reports that we've gotten back, it seems like Julio and, and Brady are, are trying to get a connection going. Of course, it's Julio Jones. Like that name alone generates some excitement, but I'm... I'm I'm hesitant to be in on it just for the fact that I was really excited for that Tennessee offense last season with Julio, AJ, Derrick Henry, and it underwhelmed me where both yeah. Julio and AJ missed some time. So why time. are you not excited now? I, I'm not excited Julio because goes from I'm two to four. Exactly. Like, it makes them dangerous. Like, I'm excited for the team, the Buccaneers, for what sure. What do you mean two to four? He, number two option. Number two option. Number two option in Tennessee, he's going to be like the number four, maybe three. I'll say this. I think that's going to get a lot of looks, too. I'll yeah. say, I think that Gage gets him. No, because I, I don't it. think Gage is over Julio. Oh, okay, so third. I think Gage I think Gage probably be over Julio. He can be. <laughs> they, gave, they just gave him 30 mil. If Julio's healthy. 
we don't know that. Yeah, you know? I mean, Sorry, if Julio is healthy, but how many games is he going to play? Play nine. Games Joel, I, let me just say this: I get where you're coming from, bro. If Julio is healthy, it's not a yeah. question about yeah. him and games. Respectfully, no, 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 no. I mean, no, no. He's right. He's right. He's right. Julio Jones, Listen, if I don't, he's healthy, is way better than Russell Gage. No, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I don't. I'm with you on that. I don't think um, like it wouldn't surprise me if if Gage puts up better numbers than him. Oh, I didn't say that. It no, ah. but that's I like. Like, I, I, don't think Julio, I don't think Julio's washed, but the last two years he's played nine and ten Yo, games. He, he, if he puts the better numbers in him, it's because his hamstring acted up again. That's what I'm saying. Based off healthy, yeah. I don't think he's see more no, snaps. But if we're, we're talking about if both of them are healthy, oh. you think it's crazy. It is crazy to say Russell gets no, better both, numbers. No, if King, if both if of them are healthy, healthy, it is crazy. If Julio healthy, he's the best receiver on the team. No, no, easy. No, easy. Christ a lot. He's not better than Godwin. He's not better than Evans. He, They're in their uh, prize. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't think Julio's. I don't think Julio's watched. But I also. Then why did they just Yo, sign Julio in free agency day one? They gave Russell Gage a thirty-three million dollar contract and signed Julio a week ago. If if Julio would have been their number three, why didn't they sign him when he was released like two months ago? Well, Julio, Julio was, was playing, playing out the market, and he was playing the market. Yeah, I if think he could, when, bro, out when you're a vet, you could play. You could weigh out the options. I know, but I don't know. You give one guy thirty-three million, you sign one guy a week before training camp opens. Well, the Russell Gage. Bit, Russell Gage was also like, well, it's also insurance for until Chris Godwin gets back. A benefit yeah. also is that. Well, benefit and negative if you're a Bucks fan. Gronkowski's gone, which means that there's more opportunity for Kyle Rudolph. For doesn't more. Come on. I man. mean, let's. Rudolph went to the Giants in hopes to not be a blocking tight end. Ironically, they needed him desperately to be a blocking tight end. I think that now he goes to the Buccaneers. He'll get some more looks for sure. But no, it's Rob Gronkowski. Like obviously. Uh, that being said, you don't even have to explain yourself. Of course. Uh, but I'm that being said, Tom Brady understands that Julio Jones. Is still a beast. Like I think that Can we healthy, not see the playoff game. He was really good in the playoffs. He was really good. Julio, yeah, Julio was really good. I just think that he One needs game? to be healthy. Yes, which is healthy. Why, <laughs> when healthy, which is why yeah, I'm I know. Hes- I know. My my, my whole statement is, is based off hesitance due to his health of these last two seasons. If he was full- great in the playoffs, he played one game. Like <laughs> I mean, he was still great. I know football just, is just like one I know, game. Like. I know it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's why I say he's a dog. I'm tweaking. Nah, Julio's sleeping not washed, Julio, man. man. You, Juli- you no, sleep Julio's on not washed. Breaks. He's definitely not washed. You 20, sleep on 2020, he was still fantastic. He was just hurt. Last year, I guess his injuries just lingered more because when even when he was on the field last year, he wasn't great. He averaged like and 40 yards a game. he was with Matt Ryan, so it definitely that hurts. What? And he, he was, was with, with Matt Ryan. He was with it Tannehill. Hurts. It hurts. And it he hurts. the one year was at Tannehill, was Tannehill's worst year in Tennessee. And that offensive line was ass. Now he's going to Brady. Let's get to this list, man. Geeked about my I mean, are you guys going to talk about Julio or... Oh, we did talk about it. Oh, okay. I, we just right. did. I mean, I think this is a great addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real Mike Evans about called him an unbelievable player still, and he still has a lot of juice left. So you better get to sip nice. on Capri Sun, boy. I'm saying, stop everyone, everyone, has, everyone has juice in July and August. Gabe Davis has juice. Nah, they were a little he worried. Does have juice, they had, but, they, the, but McDermott was hesitant to say that he was. I was say, he had juice in like March. He did. He did. The Gabe Davis hype was you know, who's that a lot of juice right now? Oh. Paris, Campbell. Paris Campbell. I knew oh that was coming. God, <laughs> Paris Campbell, Campbell. Is so crazy. Man, just know who put y'all on to that man first. Whoa, I was on the you show like Paris, Paris Campbell, Campbell. stopped sleeping. You want to flex that you put me on a Paris Campbell, bro? Like, that's you want like, to live with that? You want to live with that? Yeah. Okay. Because after the season, you're gonna be like, right. yo, that was really your Debo this year, man. It's like putting me on a little dicky, bro. Now it's like putting him onto Auden Tate. I'm saying little dicky. Man, you're so disrespectful. That was crazy. Yeah, that, that was rude. I'm sorry, bro. I apologize for that. Auden had a great playing in camp, too. I did? Yeah, you're right. You saw that? He did. You saw that? I did. 
He's gonna find. He, he can make some really nice he's catches. Gonna, he's yo, gonna did someone have at, opportunity. did someone at you and say, "Yo, look at this, Joel. Your boy might actually turn up this year." I feel like I did see that. Yeah, so yeah, that was funny. Now I liked it. Alden Tate, stop sleeping on that man. Stop sleeping. On so that just, just want to follow. Keep everything count. Alden Tate, Harris Campbell, Gabe Davis, Jalen Rieger. Element. What? Jalen, oh, what are you talking oh, about? Uh, <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy. Wow. Yeah, I remember nice. that take. He's chatting. Oh, it's crazy that you're sleeping. Oh, I didn't even. I don't know. You had a Jalen Rieger take. I was just. I thought you were receiver. joking too, but then I did remember I, that he I, was I, high on him. That man convinced me. Over <laughs> <laughs> he was nice. good. Nice he really convinced. Nah, he, he was, was a nice great convinced because he texted me. It was like a real good ass message, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sold. We're gonna rob this real guy. He was guy. nice in college. And I'm now he's lie. fighting for a spot he's on the fucking roster. Shit. I hate him. But y'all got so AJ and Nah, respectfully now, though. I was high on I was high on Jalen Reagan because if you remember, um. After the draft, when they drafted him, that was like, you know, a big thing, like a, a big, like, you know, oof moment. Brett Coleman made a video about Jalen Rager. About like he has how, the curse, bro. Bro, he, he made you, a he video about it. He was like, yo, Jalen Rager's going to be good. <laughs> he has like, the curse. And after I saw that video, I texted yeah, Riv right all there. the stats from that he video. He did. And it was, it was like, a yo, lot, look bro. at this. He texted me about all the, rece- uh, the receivers, and he was like, Jalen Rager. I was like, he said Chase Claypool. He said a lot of good ones. So Rager top not hit. weapons room. Top weapon rep, weapons rooms in football. Let's go over. We're going to go over our top five. Now, to me, this is so hard to make like a top five list, but I'm going to attempt to. So top five weapon rooms in football. This is including wide receiver, tight end, and running back. Number one, I'm still going with the Bengals. Joe Mixon, that wide receiver trio, Hayden Hurst, you know, whatever. Number two, the Bucks. And full, disclo- full disclosure, if... Everybody on the Bucks hits their peak. They are the best, I think, by default, because you have Julio, Godwin, and Evans. But I'm not What's projecting Julio's that peak? Russell Gage, like seven, eight hundred yards. Ah, I don't know. I feel like Jamar is Tyler Boyd did that yeah. last year, and Higgins put up similar. Yeah, Chris I, think if, I think if Julio Jones is is not back like he want he once was, but he has that juice. They say he still has left. He's better than Tyler Boyd. I'll just say this. Jamar Chase is better than Mike Evans. He's better than Chris Godwin. I can say that very confidently. T. Higgins is probably the worst of the four, but even He's still, close. T. He Higgins up, is going to be great. His statistical numbers is going to be right next it's to be uh, great. Evans or Godwin. Tyler Boyd is an amazing third right option. Live, Tyler Boyd and Julio going, come on. And then Joe I'm Mixon's sleeping. just better than yeah. Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette's really good, but Joe Mixon's just... I'm sleeping on the bed. So me... Bengals, yep. Bucks, number three, Raiders. Josh Jacobs, Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Waller. That that is just awesome. Minnesota's number four. Okay, this list sucks. And the Rams oh. are number five. The list sucks. What's wrong with it? No Dolphins. This list sucks. I have the Dolphins high. I have the Dolphins high also. Word. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's How up? are the Dolphins over any of these teams? They have Tyree the two Kill, most Jalen Waddle, two receivers. There in it league. is. Okay. But, like, how are they over these teams I have, though? I have them. So, number one. Damn, they almost did the same shit to me. Number one, I have the <laughs> Bengals. Number two, I have the Bucks. I have the Dolphins three, Vikings four, Raiders five. I think the Dolphins having those two versatile wide receivers does it more than Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Jefferson to me. And the Raiders, Waller, Jacobs, uh, Devontae Adams, obviously, Renfro. I just think how explosive and dynamic Waddle and Tyreek are just put you at a different stratosphere. For sure. 100%. And we didn't even mention Mike Kosicki. Uh, 
You have Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson, who the as running back three room, option. Uh, I am high. I can't say shitty. I'm, I'm higher on it. Compared to the two, compared to the teams we're comparing them with, I think that the worst running back all the teams are comparing. Only fine because of McDaniel. If he correct, if, correct. That's the only reason. But, and their O line got better. But we can't. Know, say, the O line definitely. He has to be Williams. But we cannot forget that when Mostert's on the field, he's exciting. It's been a couple. It's a years. matter of health. We just, correct. We just, we just shit it on Julio. We got to shit no, on. And, and I'm very no. consistent. I'm very consistent. Julio with that, gets but, more benefit than Mostert. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they both. Be but that's exact. That emphasizes yeah. your point. Yeah, if yeah, we're shitting on Julio, who's had a history of being amazing, but we're worried about a lingering injury, then I have to hold that same energy from Mostert. Because Mostert just say towards ACL, right? It wasn't like a yeah. But I I will say I am high on the Chase Edmonds addition because of the ability to be that that pass catching back. Out of the backfield. For that was Tua. one of their first signings too. Like they went a free agency. Chase Evans won their first pickups. You're gonna say, listen, you, uh, you can go ahead, Ken. Okay, uh, so I had to switch my number five because when we talked for obvious reasons, um, I got the Bengals at one, I got the Bucks at two, I have the Dolphins at three, like it. I have the Raiders at four, and I have the Vikings at five. I didn't have the Vikings before, but that's because I didn't know we were putting running backs in it at Niners. So now I have the Vikings at five. I tell you what, even if you would have put the Niners, like. I would have understood where you were coming from. I would have liked other teams more than them, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Once you we had the conversation. Had we didn't even do honorable mentions. He does them all the time. My it's, honorable mentions were uh, the 49ers, Broncos, and Rams. I appreciate that. What number would you have the Broncos? Oh, my God, this guy. They're not top 10. They're probably eighth. They're, eighth? Probably, they're probably last of those three. I don't think three. they're higher than the Niners. Just because these other guys have proven, proven Wait, hold talent. up. Where did you have the Dolphins? Three. So who didn't you have? Name yours again. Bengals one, Bucks two, Dolphins three, Vikings four, Raiders five. No Rams. I have the Rams. I have you have the Rams. I'm sixth. You have the Rams on your list. Yeah. What just number? Five. Off just Cup and Allen Robinson. A-Rob, Cam Akers. and Van Jefferson. Are we forgetting Van about Jefferson. him? He just got injured. Yeah, uh, but he's a better three than Cedric Wilson. Something happened to him today. Uh, I don't think so. No. Come on, bro. I don't think so. I think so. I, I like Cedric, Cedric Wilson, Wilson a lot. Van and Cam Akers, I'm 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 lower on than you guys. I'm I'm excited for Cam Akers. Cam Akers, even if you're lower on, lower on him, he's better than Mostert and he's better than Edmonds. That's true. I feel like Mostert at his best, he's shown us that Wait, he's, you don't have, his, he's been injured. You don't have the Dolphins on your list? Not top five, no. Really? You don't not have top five. Yeah, that's crazy. No, nah, they're not top five. But I feel like Hill, Cup, okay, you got Cup, but then you waddle over Robinson, Jaseki over whoever the tight end is in the Rams, it really don't matter. So it's like, and then, like we said, Cedric and Van, you might say Van by a little bit, but you can go either way. Like so how would you not put the Dolphins? Because I just don't have them. And it's yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason. It's not that it's, it's a, a, a reason. It's a gen. I just think I'm Cup in that offense, the production is going to be more than Tyreek Hill. That's my assumption. Allen Robinson, now paired with Stafford, can have a better year than Jalen Waddle. He's been killing in training camp. Van Jefferson is better than Cedric so Wilson. And I like... Tyler Higby as an all-around tight end better than Mike Gesicki. Can I ask you, are you taking into account the fact that Mike McDaniel is the head coach and both Tyreek and Waddle can be used in a similar role as Debo? Okay, so am I also taking into account that the Rams I'm, I'm, have Sean McVay? For sure, but at the same time, okay. McDaniel so for, knows take, how to utilize if, if a wide receiver in that manner. Into account, and you give him two of the most... If we're taking into account, it's not even, it's even you know, close. Yeah, no, it's McVay. Definitely. But when, is that a weapon? Any better. What do you mean? Is, well, I mean, yeah, we're talking about... You, you just mentioned Please the coach just, point. Yeah, just because of Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, who are both the fastest wide receivers. So he's going to be able to utilize Tyreek Hill the way Cup utilized Cup and had the, huh? the way McVeigh. McDaniel's going to be able to utilize Tyreek Hill the way McVeigh utilized Cup and had that historic wide receiver season. For, listen, yes, that was really great, but it also has to do with the fact that Matthew Stafford is amazing. Is, is Tyreek Hill okay? And two is not. I know. Uh, <laughs> you said just he will be. All right, so Ty- Tyreek Hill. 
what is he going to have? 1,600 yards? Tyreek Hill could be unbelievable this season. So nah, cool total yards? I'm, and I say that because of total yards. Who has more? Who has a better statistical season? Next season, Tyreek or Cup? I'm going to say Cup. We just had this discussion yeah. right it's before. Gonna be cup. But I think Waddle's going to have a better statistical season than Robinson. I think that's, I agree a, with that's that really that's gonna That's the though. one that separates the for me. It's the total yards that is, is what I wanted you to t- take into account. Robinson could put up 1,200. It wouldn't shock me. I could see Waddle putting up like 13. Not with Tyreek there too, bro. You have two guys go 1,300 plus. He could do it. With two at quarterback. Chase and Tita. Chase and Tita. Don't chat. Don't chat and be wrong, man. Two guys have a lot of big plays. Because you said that he doesn't have an arm. You say he doesn't have an arm. He doesn't have the deep ball abilities. If Tua can hit them on the deep ball, they're going to have a lot of big plays every game. Tua can. Tua was accurate down the field last year. He just doesn't have a powerful arm, right? No, but I think there's a difference between being able to throw it deep and like... You're just you're going to be throwing on the run and off platform more than so you're throwing deep. None of you That's guys, where I think he struggles. None of you guys have the Saints in the top in your top five. No. So Camara, like MT, Kamara Landry, suspended. Olave. You could put him as a move. You it's David. it's Camara and MT. MT healthy definitely got me going. Camara also might get suspended before yes, the season. It's starts. true. Yeah. Olave, I'm definitely high on. I think he's going to shout be out to him really too. really. And you had the ni- you had the Niners. Not to mention. I don't mention. They're also not to mention. It's it's they tough. Are. It's tough. Debo Ayuk. It's, yeah. it's really tough. It's really wide receiver three. Really. Where's the Broncos? To be they honest, I, I only went to like five, so I don't know. Okay. They top ten. Yeah, I, for, definitely. 10. Well, in All terms right. of receiver receivers, they're not. Top We're talking 10. weapons, correct? But yeah, because yeah, 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 we, no, we, we had but this conversation. I, but I know my top receivers came in the top five. They don't got an established. In my top receiver, they weren't top ten. Weapons? They're not in the top five. They don't. They don't have an established guy. You don't. No, you don't. Not in these like the. So Sutton having eleven hundred six touchdowns. Eleven hundred is nothing when you have Jamar Chase with Drew Lock. When you have Jamar Chase, we're talking about Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, yeah, bro. You don't have So you said they're not top five, but you named me the number one and the number two weapons in the NFL. No one here is sitting here saying that the Broncos are better or have more weapons than the Bengals because obviously they don't. They don't have better weapons the than Dolphins. the Buccaneers. Dolphins they either. don't have better weapons than the, the Raiders Dolphins. either. They don't have better weapons than the Raiders. The Vikings. They're number five. Wait, That's Saints? the one that hey, I have hold my, my, my struggle. I got a question. I got a question. No, for sure, but you have Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Together, I love that that running back duo. You have Jettas, were, though, bro, that just clears so much. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't disagree. No, I because have a question. But <laughs> look, we're having a conversation. Why are you interrupting? No, no, because what you're saying is crazy. Look, let's let's talk about the Saints right now. The Saints bro, or the Broncos? Who <laughs> has, killed everything. The Saints or the Broncos? Who has a better weapons room? It's Saints. the Saints. Saints. MT, Landry, two, Olave, Camara. They got two big-time stars. Camara will be, listen. Who, who's the differentiator in, in that? It's Albert O.? Javante with bro, the serious? Javante with the whole Javante splitting carries with Gordon and Melvin Gordon who was great last now Javante is going to be the one he's going to get more than fifty. But they're gonna they're gonna split. The he's going to get work, but every running there's but like even four if that's the case, then the NFL, you have bro. both those. So two you together, take those two are, over Camara? Yes. Oh, oh, the both yes. of them together. Yes, Camara going to put up. We had one of the best rush offenses in the league last season. Saints and Broncos is it's close than you're making it seem. It's close. I think it's a clear. Camara tough. Uh, I do think it's MT, bro. I think he's, he's back. Yeah, but if he's, he's if he's back, then yes, for sure. If he's, he's back. back. He's going to be back. back. Yes. Comeback player of the year. Bucket. Bucket. If he's Book back, it. yes. He's comeback player of the year. I'm not I'm not pushing back a lot because I love MT. Nah, yeah, I if love he's back, his game. If he's back, it's a clear. But you're so Jarvis, you're taking easily over Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. No. no. I'm taking him over I'm, Tim Patrick easily. Jarvis and Tim I would take Tim Patrick at this point. I wouldn't. I'm not opposed. I don't know. Uh, Tim Patrick's really good. I think you guys have more depth, but they're top heavy. But that's why I we're t- 
It's weapons. Yeah, but sometimes top heavy beats that. That's not necessarily true. But the top, top heavy oh, is top just heavy. empty. Fair. Yeah, top, so top, top heavy right, is just You're making empty a strong point, but that's it. And and that's it. A, it's uh, MT, AK one of the best too. receivers. You got to you got to respect Kamara just because of what he can do in the passing that's game best. too. He's, he's, he's also going to be suspended. So that is fair. Maybe. Yeah. And I think Javante Williams is what? is a has a top five ceiling. He does. That's oh, how oh. great Javante yeah, Williams the, can ceiling be. Ceiling is he got to get there. Not with Melvin Gordon there. I think that even still Javante Williams can be a top ten back with Melvin Gordon. That's how great Javante Williams is. He could be top ten, but Kamara's probably like top five right now. So you would put y'all over to say Niners too? Yeah. Damn, there's a lot of good weapons. Debo Kittle alone, like that's, I understand, I understand. Uh, you know, Corlin Sun, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Ayuk is better than everybody outside of Sun. You can debate, and he, he you can debate. Judy? He's better you than can, Judy. Ayuk ah. is better than Judy. Yes, ah. he is. I can't get like, why are you? How can you <laughs> project like, Harris Campbell? I like Ayuk a lot. Jerry Judy, bro. Brandon Ayuk is better than Corlin Sun and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy. No, that's a fact. Wait, he's better than all three of them. I don't yes, know. He is. I like Tim Patrick. I mean, I like. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> Patrick. I like Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if he's. It's. It's not ridiculous to say, and but I think clears. Sutton. I think Sutton and Judy are better than Ayuk, but it's not ridiculous to say Ayuk's really good. Our running back room clears theirs. Yeah, I don't care if it clears theirs. If Kyle yeah. Shanahan is the coach, whoever's running back is going to do what he does. Nathaniel Hackett, coach of the year, sign it. All right, whatever. Javante does clear. On with this now is Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne from the Six Give Man a round Show. Of Thank you guys for being on. Hey. There's a lot of excitement in Orlando right now. We wanted to have you guys on to talk about it. Finally, finally, some excitement in Orlando. Uh, <laughs> finally, no, we're uh, we're super pumped about the state of the team, but um, just excited to be back with you guys. I mean, we did this, I think, around this time last year, and your guys yeah, it was like eleven months ago, grown crazy. You know, ours has grown a little bit, but um, it's just good to see you guys still doing your thing. Now we're back with the whole crew. We appreciate you guys always showing love and everything, and, and we try to do the same from our end. Yeah. So it's just good to be back with you guys. He tried to be modest. He's like, we grew a little bit. Meanwhile, he's here having <laughs> – nah, they're, they're nah, over nah, here nah. having Jaylen interviews with Jalen Suggs in Amway. Like, come on. You guys are doing a lot better. Amway was crazy. You guys are doing a little bit better than a little success. It was lit. That's what I'm talking about. It's so amazing because you guys are now like doing events that are hosted by the Orlando Magic, and they're having you – do the events. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It was uh it's crazy. Yeah. And shout out to the Magic for sure. They they've done so much for us the last couple of months, man, and just partnering with us on those events. We did a lottery party. Um, that was insane, man. That's Some cool, of the footage dude. and clips from Good that. Time. Yeah. Getting the number one pick and then partnering with us at draft week. We did like a draft tour and um we had, you know, RJ Hampton came through to one of the events and we got to talk with him real quickly. So it was just, it's crazy, man. It was like, it was to partner with the magic. And then it was essentially presented by, you know, essentially Michelob Ultra as well. So like that. You guys are getting sloshed. Been, you guys are getting trashed. Been, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We, we were recording. We were recording live on site, like lottery night. So we, we couldn't do any of that for sure. Now but. there's a picture of you guys. When you guys get the number one overall draft pick, you guys are losing your minds. Now, mm -hmm. let me ask you in that picture. Did you guys were you guys getting excited for Paolo or are you getting uh, excited for Chet? Uh, that's what I'm curious about. Honestly, it was more, I think, really, I mean, some people were like really dead set in their ways even before the the lottery. But you don't go into the night of the lottery like really thinking you're going to get the number one pick. No we shot. just wanted to be in the top three. So we were happy about that. You know, you see Houston come up and Orlando hasn't been called yet. And then it's just like right into OKC. We're like, oh my. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> you just lose your mind. That's so we facts. weren't, I, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about a player. It was just like, 
we're going to get whoever the front office thinks is the best guy but, in this draft. But to be fair, Jonathan, it was Jabari, like for me at least, right? Like uh, in that moment you, for me, I was lottery wasn't. night. On lottery night, either. I think I said Chet lottery. Oh, it was. You're right. Sure you're right. That stuff lottery was crazy. Night. Both of you like, were wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you crazy. <laughs> you right? Yeah, we were wrong. Hey, we were glad to be wrong. We are glad. I was going to say because Paolo looks He's exciting. He looks, he looks like exciting. Yeah. He does. Actually, he does, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. <laughs> I actually put a bet on Paolo to be the number one overall I pick. Saw that, bro. You cashed out. I was like, I was like, you know what? I think he's the best player. I'm gonna put money on. I like that. I like. Did you catch it? Did you catch it while the odds were high? I'm yeah, sorry, I did. Like, I, I caught it like three Joel. weeks before the draft. Joel is going to do what he thinks, no matter what <laughs> is going on. He's going to <laughs> stick to what he believes in, and I respect that. That's what, like, oh, number one yeah, thing you have sure. to respect about him. So, what's the excitement level like in Orlando? I know you guys, you know, just from the tone of your voice, you guys are very excited. But I know that there's a lot of stuff outside of Boncaro that's going on. You know, Franz going into his second season. You now have Wendell Carter Jr., who Riv was trashed in this time last year. Such a fold. And he, it's he not was a fold. huge he for was you guys. Ass for us. Bro, he's amazing. He's great for them. He's, so he's great good, for them. Ass so for us. Like, what, what can I do? Jalen Suggs, second season, and Markel Fultz. I know you guys are very excited about him. There's a lot of excitement around in Orlando right now. What are you most excited about, though, coming into the season? Go ahead, Luke. Uh, coming into the season, it's got to be Paolo. I mean, it, that's the cop-out answer, but it, it's it's true. Number one pick, a lot of weight comes with that. Like, forever, he will be the number one pick. So he's the guy that just by default I'm rooting hardest for now because it's like you don't want him to not live up to that number one pick hype. Unfortunately for Markel Fultz, like, he was the number one pick. And it, and it just after just the stuff that he had to go through, like as far as the nerve stuff and whatever, um, like it just unfortunate. So like you we're just really rooting for him as like also not just a magic player, but like the number one pick to succeed. Um, so I'm really excited about Paolo. He, he's a guy that can create his own shot. You know, obviously we don't put a bunch of stock into summer league and like the crossover in Seattle, but it was two different players like summer league was was Paolo with his vision. And then the crossover was just him having fun playing pickup, basically. But he was the guy. Oh, like he, he dropped ate. fifty yeah. And, and yeah, and and he was a lot of fun. But those that's just kind of the versatility of Paolo Bancaro. And I'm just hoping as the season goes on, we just continue to to see that more. So for me, it's hard not to say that that Paolo is what I'm most excited for coming to the season. A lot rides on his shoulders, even in year one. Yeah, and super excited about Paolo, obviously, but a lot of the guys that you uh, that you mentioned, I don't know if it's so much excited, but like really hopeful. Like we're hoping that Franz Wagner can grow on the great rookie year that he had. We're hoping. I know Joel's going to feel some type of way about this, but we're hoping that Jalen can be better offensively. He was legitimately <laughs> elite defensively on the perimeter last year. He was. Um. So. I mean, we're, 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 we have a lot to be excited about. Just we're hoping that everyone can stay healthy. Like that would be really great for us. And we think if everyone can stay healthy, we should have a, a decent chance to be a lot better than we were last year. And after winning you know, 22 games, like I'd be ecstatic to win 30, 35 games <laughs> going to April. Like maybe we got a chance to make the play in like that would be a successful season, I think. For me, I think the player I'm most excited to see is Markel Fultz. Mm. And I'm just going to give you guys my prediction right now. I think he's winning most improved player. I think he is. 
Um, when go. I was so, why didn't you choose a Markel Fultz top shot? Yeah, I just listen, did that listen, last listen, week. Listen, I'm sick of this listen, guy. Listen, listen, this is he's why. doing this for you. No, 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 there's no way. Tell us what happened. This is why. We did the MIP stuff last week, and I did pick Anthony Edwards, but I wasn't. After we fought over Anthony Edwards, yeah. Look, listen, I wasn't certain about any player because in order for Edwards to win M- MIP, he has to legitimately average like 26, 27 a game. I don't know if that's that big enough of it. Like, I don't know if he's gonna do that. Jaden McDaniels was another player that I thought could maybe do it. Tyrese Halliburton is there. We're looking at a guy in Markel Foles. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he averaged like 11 points, five assists last season around those numbers. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Him, minutes restriction. Yeah, but yeah. That's what he like had. Him playing 30 plus minutes a game, the career he's already had, the player that he showed in his stint in those like 11 ish games in, in Orlando. He can legitimately average 18 and 9 next year. He's going to start, right? <clears throat> yeah. We think so. We think he should. He right next to Suggs? Last season, uh, just because we, we're hoping it's next to Suggs. That's that's yeah. what a lot of us think. But then the issue is, like, you have Paolo, who is great with playmaking. You probably want to put shooters around him. Jalen was at the 21% three-point shooter last year. Markel Fultz has basically been in the 20s. You start both of those guys. If Jalen doesn't take a big leap shooting, then you have... Franz and Wendell, guys that are basically like slightly above average three point shooters. You want might want to put mm-hmm. Gary Harris or maybe even Cole Anthony in the starting lineup. But Ugh. me, opening night, I'm starting Markel, Suggs, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell. But that's why I think Markel takes that lead because I don't disagree. He, he's the player that I see of most players in the NBA outside of like maybe Obi Toppin if he goes to Utah or like a Cam Reddish if he goes to Utah that can take a big enough statistical jump. To where they're going to be in that conversation. I think Markel Fultz, if healthy, starting, he's going to average close to like twenty and ten, like per thirty six. That that's what we're that's where he was at pretty much. So I I have a potential starting lineup for you guys. I want to get you guys' opinion because I personally feel that Cole Anthony would be best suited for you guys as your sixth man, and that's also given the fact that we don't know about Jonathan Isaac. But that's another question that I have for you. But let's stick to this one. Question. All right, you know what? Then I'll leave that to you, Riv. That's <laughs> fine. So that. right now I have Markel Fultz starting at the one, Suggs at the two, Franz at the three, Paolo Boncaro at the four, and then Wendell Carter at the five. Do you have any issues with that starting lineup? Nope. Nope. So now an- that. A- another question becomes, if Jonathan Isaac is who Magic fans have said that he was supposed to be, do you feel like once he comes back, do you think that they'll find a way to put him into the starting lineup, or do you feel like he would be best suited at that six-man position for you guys? Well, I think really it's easy to answer this because of the way they handled Markel Fultz when he came back last season. Fair. So when Markel came back, they brought him off the bench. 20 minutes a game, minutes restriction, brought him back really slowly just to see how his body gets reaccustomed to the NBA game. And because of the way they handled that, and you just take Paolo Bancaro with the number one overall pick, Franz Wagner makes the first rookie team. It makes it a lot easier for the Magic to say, we're going to bring Jonathan Isaac off the bench to start the season and then just kind of see where it goes from there. Now, if he's healthy and is playing 20 minutes per game and we get to Christmas or maybe in the start of the year and he's playing really well and you want to mess with the starting lineup and see kind of what you have there, okay. But I think at least to start the year, he's coming off of the bench. And depending on how he plays, you might see him in some closing lineups down the stretch just kind of dependent upon the matchup. If if the Magic are seriously having a conversation about starting Jonathan Isaac at any point next season, it, and, and the team is healthy, it tells me the Magic are a playoff team next year. 
Like there, oh, wow. that means everything went well. Like everything is going according to plan. Franz has taken another, you know, his leap, his second year leap. Um, and, and Paolo is the guy you think he is. Like if those guys, I just think that that's inevitable that they're going to do their thing next year. So if you're telling me Jonathan Isaac is is healthy enough and better, you know, you to the point to where he was pre injury and like bubble Jonathan Isaac, like man, I I think that means the Magic are playoff team. If you're actually having that con- the discussion, all that to say, I still don't know if he actually creeps his way into the lineup. Yeah, if he does, I don't think it's because he's the best, but maybe he <laughs> is just a better fit that they deem. But like. Man, I I would be ecstatic if if Jonathan Isaac is seriously in that discussion. What what do you guys think about Markel Fultz winning MIP? Do you think that's a crazy take? No, not at all. Like <laughs> you're talking about magic. You're talking about okay, magic. Better, better if question. You're asking, if you're asking for bias, I mean, yes, we will give that to you. But we had um Steve, his name is Stephen Kagan on Twitter. He goes by NBA underscore University. So mm-hmm. shout out our guy Stephen Kagan. Um. He is a big analytics guy, and we wanted to bring yeah. him on. To, I like, just followed them today, actually. It's the uh, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's the eye test versus do the numbers match what my eyes are telling me? Yeah. And Markel Fultz per thirty six minutes because again he was held to the twenty minute minute restriction basically until the last week of the season. Per thirty six, he was second in the NBA in high quality assist percentage. So that's layups, open threes, plays that end up in free throws. Markel Fultz was second in the league. Hey, 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 Jonathan. Here we go. What's up, Rim? Did you you just steal a tweet that I commented on and you commented under me on? I no, he was on our show. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. That was rank. I remember you doing that one time. I commented, and I was like, "Oh, Markel Fultz is up here. That's dope." And you was just some, one of you did it. One of you commented under and was like, "Yeah, he's a dog." And I, I thought you stole that same tweet and just said it, but you did it. No, 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 no. Hey, okay. let's not get into arguments about people stealing content. Y'all have been through that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> want to get into that? Oh. Again, Ooh, yeah. John, it's, that, it's always pick a side over here. Don't <laughs> but, but Jonathan, I got a question, and you can answer this too, Luke. Between Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter Jr., who would mm-hmm. you think would win MIP? Like, who's more likely to win it? Hey, Wendell oh. is Luke's guy. I'll let Luke take it. That listen, affectionately known as Win Daddy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's 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 nasty man. Like he he is someone that was definitely became like one of my favorite players to watch for the, for the magic last year. So I, I personally, I would love for either of them to be in the conversation, but just from a minute standpoint, Markel being on a minute restriction at 20 minutes a game, he's going to take the biggest leap. And you know, the guys that are voting for MIP and all that in the media, whatever it is, they won't even know he was on a minute restriction and that he only played 18 games last year. Yeah. They're yeah. just going to look across the board and be like, I don't know, man. Like he was averaging 11 and five and a half. Um, and he just took a huge leap this year, and they're just going to cast their vote for Fultz as MIP if that's what they do. But I do think that that plays into the fact that Markel seems more realistic because the jump the jump is going to be far more drastic. I think Wendell is going to benefit from Markel Fultz this year. Don't get me wrong, uh-huh. but Markel is just going to have a high impact on everybody, and I, I think that he's probably the more realistic of the two. And I say that because as I gave that Markel Fultz take, which it was just a thought that came into my head earlier this week. I go on FanDuel. I'm on FanDuel right now. I'm looking at the odds. Markel Fultz is plus 11,000. So you bet $10, you get 1,100. You bet 
100, you get 11,000. Players that are over him right now, in terms of the odds, Max Struess, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jamal Murray, Emmanuel Quickly, Tyler Hero, Gary Payne the second, Nashawn Highland. Points in the playoffs a couple years Wait, ago. Wait, who is the Jamal first Murray? name? Did you say John Morant Max did just Struess. win most Max improved. Struess? So yes. like he's I mean, thirty. I feel like <laughs> is Jamal going to make that yeah, kind nah, of? There, there, are, so. there are about thirty names over Mark Max Hell. Struess. And to me, I'm struggling. I'm Max really struggling. Struess. I'm really struggling to. to That's fair grasp how there's 30 names over Markel especially like Max Struess yeah. how does he have the same he's going to be Markel? the same guy in the same role for 82 more games that's exactly what's going to I'm actually happen. thinking about dropping 100 on this bet 100? Hey, I, mean, I, might, I might drop 100 when me what was it 11,000 yeah, $11, hey Jonathan Jonathan and um, Luke yes, you, ever, you guys ever see that meme when um they got the mask over and it, behind the mask it's like somebody they're like crying. yeah yeah yes. that's you Every that's me every time you talk about Wendell Carter Jr but um <laughs> yeah, that's literally <laughs> me every time but my y'all need not y'all need. Man, Vooch sucks. Yeah. Thank you for that. He's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, 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 you guys fooled the shit out of me with that one. He's, he's, you know, but um, my question for y'all is: he's not, he's not in the same role that he yeah, was in, yeah, or, yeah, in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you know. it. I feel you. yeah. You Yo, know, all that I'm good crying. stuff. Um, Yo, what is it about big men not being able to play in a, a big? He forgot how to shoot. Yeah. He forgot how to make turnaround jump shots. All that. He just forgot things. I don't. I don't know. Uh, for me, oh, my question for you guys is though, you guys said, um, talked about, I, I feel like I asked this question on Twitter like every three weeks. Like, when is Jonathan Isaac coming back? When is he going to play? And you guys now have basically walking into this year with pretty much the full roster. Give me just three guys on the roster that you think is going to make the most improved, not statistically, but just in the eye test based off what you've seen last year, what you've seen this year. Who are the three guys that are going to improve the most in their game? To me, it's, it's, Jalen, it's Markel, it's Franz Wagner. It's pretty simple. I know we just talked about who might be more improved, Markel or, or Wendell. And just looking at Wendell post-All-Star last season, it was only 11 games, but 19 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, I love Wendell. I felt like most of the season last year he had another level to get to, and he got to that after the All-Star break. Max. But you add Paolo to that mix, it's yep. going to be another guy that needs to eat. I don't really see Wendell taking another massive leap like that. Um, so Markel, you know, is probably my bet on the match to be most improved. And then Jalen Suggs, legitimately like top 15 defensively in terms of perimeter defenders last season. Um, if the offense can turn around even a little bit and he shoots better than 21% from the three point line, I think he's going to be a guy that can make a big leap. And then Franz Wagner, obviously coming off of the great rookie year that he had, he's getting ready to play for Germany and Eurobasket 2020 oh, in about a month here. Cool. Um, they're going to be playing against Luka Doncic, um, Goran Dragic, a few other NBA guys in their group stage. So it's going to be good to see how they stack up just kind of internationally. Both Wagner brothers will be playing for Germany. Um, but just to see him a, a year stronger, a year more experienced, another you know, healthy offseason in the gym, see what kind of leap he can take. So Markel, Jalen, Franz Wagner. I feel like if I'm an Orlando, you know Luke has to go. Oh, my pot, Luke! I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, I'll make it. I'll make it easy. No, you I'll could. You easy. could take it as I've long got, as you want. I've got one. I've got one substitution. I'm taking out Jalen and I'm putting in Cole Anthony. Um, reason being, like, I think that his improvements will come in his efficiencies. Last year, he had to be the guy. At one point, was averaging 20 points a game, and then completely plummeted yeah. near the end of the season. It was bad. So for me, I mean, he shot a uh, he shot six threes a game. And was at like thirty three. I was. Gonna say, I thought it was thirty five, something like that. 
feel like you hate Cole Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate Cole Anthony. He, I called, called, he called a Drew's stray in our last. Drew's been sending Cole uh, Anthony some strays. Yeah, he called a, he called a crazy stray had. on the Dejounte. You're acting like he's Cole Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. nuts. Like, that was so dang, bro, uncalled like, for. Cole Anthony, and I say this with all due respect, is the worst starting point guard in the NBA. What? Monte all due Morris? respect, Russell Westbrook. The most disrespectful thing you <laughs> can that. think of. Give me, give me, give me Westbrook. You think Monte Morris? Give you Westbrook. This guy is he a starter? He did start in, in contract. Yeah. You're nuts. I just think what about that shot 39. percent uh, Like Raul Meto, did he, he start, start actually? Now. Oh, I don't know. I was no, Monte Morris started though. Wait, in Golden? I mean, in Denver. Denver yeah, oh yeah, year. that's fine. But Composo started for a few games. Cole is definitely better, better than him. Okay, fine. So if he's not 32nd, he's 30, 31. That's mean. You don't like 30, him. I apologize. I if it. he's not 30, he's, not, he's 29. <laughs> not that I don't like him. Listen, I had Cole, Cole Anthony in fantasy. I enjoyed it. But at the same time, because like, usually you gain a relationship when it comes to fantasy. That like that, Not necessarily I don't like him. It's just in terms of his play, it's just not one that is most beneficial in the starting lineup. I think that your primary focus needs to be... Jalen Suggs. That's what I wanted to say, and I apologize, Luke, for cutting you off. If I'm a Magic fan, my primary focus would want to be that Jalen Suggs takes a huge stride in his development. And I'm looking at Jalen Suggs to be the one that I'm looking to be the most improved player in the NBA, where he had similar statistics, well, less assists than than Markel, but he shot significantly worse than what any Magic fan was expecting. You mentioned it, 21% from three, 36% from the field. This is something that I'm looking at as an Orlando Magic fan. We see the defense. We see that he has those capabilities. But offensively, we need you to be another, a huge notch above what you gave us in your rookie season. I think that he needs to slow his game down. He needs to start processing the game at at a higher pace so he's not moving at the way that he's trying to process the game. And I feel like that's, if I'm a Magic fan, Suggs is my primary focus. Because we used a very high draft pick on him for him to be arguably the worst. Let me not say that because you, if you took Franz at his position, it, it seems that that would have been the better fit because Franz was clearly better than Suggs last season. My yeah. whole thing is he has to be the focal point if I'm a Magic fan. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember, Riv, did you say who we want to be the most, like, to improve or who we think? Think, 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 my man. Okay, think. think yeah, which is why, because, like, if I'm wanting, I want, because, like, you know, Andrew said, like, that's who Magic fans should want to take the leap. And yeah. he is who I want to take the leap. Okay, Because fair he's enough. already got the defensive side of the ball. Like, Unlocked. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's fine. got that unlock. He is yeah. fine. Like you, But unfortunately, there's two sides to this game. He's got to be better on offense, too. So I think that it's, it's, it's realistic that he does take that jump. I just think that Cole won't have to play hero ball so much. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to find out if that's his brand. Like this year is the year we find out. Suggs, he just wanted to do that. I think Suggs' ceiling is Chauncey Billups. That's I mean, not a bad ceiling. That's a great, that's ceiling. A great ceiling. It's a fantastic ceiling. I just, I just ceiling. actually came over that literally mm. like two seconds ago. <laughs> I heard defense. But, but I just let, let me so. let me ask you guys this: Is is Cole? What is Cole? What is Cole Anthony to you guys? Honestly, what is he? I think most Magic fans would agree that at this point he's most suited. In, six in man of the year. Game six is man. Most suited to be he has six to be. Man. I you agree. Know, come off yeah. the bench. Provide that spark. Get busy getting buckets. Uh, you're not going to ask him to you know, really facilitate for others, even though he can do that to a certain extent. But just get out there and, and get buckets. I mean, if we look at the previous six man of the years, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, what do they do? They get out there and they get buckets. Score, so I, sure. I think that's what we're looking for out of Cole Anthony long term. And I, and I think Cole can be that. Um, the Orlando Magic are a team that I think is very interesting because out of all these young rebuilding teams, they are the one team that you can sit there and legitimately say they play defense. 
They were one of the best defenses post-All-Star break. So knowing that defensively Jamal Mosley is going to have them ready to play, and it's really just the offensive leap that has to happen, what is your prediction for the Magic this upcoming season? I'm so glad that you just asked this because we finished recording our pod a little bit, and as in a little bit of downtime, I deep dove on the last 10 seasons of the teams that ended up in the top 10 in defensive rating in the entire league. So that's 100 teams. You know, uh-huh. the last 10 years, all the teams that finished in the top 10 in defensive rating for the, the regular season, 88 out of 100 of those teams made the postseason. So the Magic, like you said, finished 7th in defensive rating post-All-Star break last year. Jalen Suggs was not healthy that entire stretch. Neither was Wendell Carter. Markel Fultz was on a 20-minute minutes restriction. We would all kind of say that he's a step up defensively from Cole no Isaac. If you add Jonathan Isaac to that, yep. to yep. me, 10 should be the Magic's floor defensive rating next year with the personnel and the, the culture that we floor, have in though. place. Their rating. Yeah, floor they finished yeah, seventh is. last year, okay. missing Jalen Suggs at times, Wendell Carter, <clears throat> Markel, 20-minute minute restriction, no Jonathan Isaac. You're giving me a 2019 Jonathan Isaac to that team. There is there's no reason that they should not be able to get it together on that end of the ball and be top 10 in the league. So it's all predicated on Jonathan Isaac's health for that statement. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I see. Yeah. I understand. Where you're going Without that, yeah. I still think they should be top 15. I got to score. That's the problem is on the offensive end. You, you, well, you I said mean, even without that, if you just look historically, the last hundred teams to be in the top 10. 88% of those teams have made the postseason. True. Like, weren't the. Will the Magic be the 12% that are out? <laughs> they could be. Now, they could be. They could be. It's but a good Eastern Conference. They're not. Yeah, it is a good, it Eastern, is a good, good Eastern, Eastern Conference. conference. I definitely but, think I mean, playing is a successful season. Yeah, it is. It's a step up. Oh, yes. if, if Joel, if you're telling me the Magic are in the play in next year, I'll, I'll say that's it. That's all I need to see. This team is like, they're going to be good. They're so young. That if you yep. think like you keep this team together, if they're a playing team next year, what are the next year? Like, do they just continually take these jumps? They grow together. Now you just got to get into the fact that all these players are so young. Eventually, someone's not going to make money that they want. Yeah. So we'll see. But but yeah, I, I think that you know if they can play well defensively, and Paolo is the guy offensively that we think that he can be. I, I think a, a playing spot is is possible. But I, I really put it as like I did this a couple episodes ago on our pod, but I think that fully healthy, realistic is 36 wins. So but the issue is the Hornets, what they have 42 wins last year. They 40, were the 10th yeah, 43. Yep. 43. So like they were the 10 spot last year. So 42, 43 wins gets you probably to the play in the East. The East but, is tough. but the Hornets also like we also have talked about Miles Bridges. What's he going to like? Is that a, is he done? So if he's done, that Hornets team takes it. Like Jonathan said too, you can't just tell a guy that you can't just sign a guy and be like, Hey, we need you to do what miles bridges did for us last season. They're going to take a step down. KD, if he could, I, I we're going to start the campaign trade KD out West. <laughs> Get him out of here, bro. Cause if that can happen and the Nets can continue to implode, that would be awesome. Uh, and yet another team to fall out of that, that play in talk in general. And then, you know, you, you get it really hinges on the Knicks, and I hate yeah. anything having to rely on the Knicks. <laughs> so I'm just going to hope the Magic are top ten in defensive rating, that the Knicks don't get Donovan Mitchell, and that we just enjoy the season. I think that's a really entertaining <laughs> team. They're going to be a lot of fun. The Magic well, are. What's your interest in a in a superstar player like Donovan Mitchell going to Orlando? 
It's Donovan. it's hard because you, you you make the trade for Donovan Mitchell. If you're able to hold on to Franz and Paolo, then you have a Donovan Mitchell, Franz Wagner, Paolo trio that so, you can sell as kind of the future. But can of your you team. do that? I just don't know if teams are just gonna turn the other way at you know a potential Franz or Paolo. I just don't think it's worth it, man. Like and they're, they're not a, getting Paolo. Yeah, I can oh, very confident say they're not. There is no. Paolo, there is no. Like there is such a thing as a team not being ready for a superstar. Right. I get Donovan Mitchell fits the timeline a lot more than like a normal star might in this league that would be available for trade. But there is such a thing as not being ready. This team is not ready for Donovan Mitchell. I don't think that you should really push the envelope to get him. I think that you just let it ride. I just want to see what this team is. Give me till all-star break with this team. If this team is just trash and they're healthy, then forget about it. But, you know, but it's a different though. Like if Jonathan Isaac isn't healthy, that just might be who he is. But I'm saying like if this team is is fully healthy and they're still awful, then, you know, do what you want front office. But this front office, they, they know what they're doing, man. We, we trust them for sure. Yeah. And the front office has been so meticulous in kind of the way they've been building the team to just they would have to give up a lot of what they've built so far, potentially like a Franz Wagner, like we're talking about Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Probably a Jonathan Isaac, multiple first round draft picks. Are you um, not close so everything and doing that? Ah, uh, I, 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 me, I probably just want to see another year of this team, see what they okay. are. And All then right. you really know what you have in Cole Anthony. You'll have a better idea what you have in Jalen Suggs. I think this is the last year for a guy like Chuma Okiki to prove what he is going to be for a team like the Magic. But if tomorrow I wake up and I have a notification from Woe saying the Magic have traded. Jonathan Isaac, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and three first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell. I'm gonna be like, all right, I get that too. Luckily, we don't have to make those decisions. We can just be biased <laughs> by the guys that we have. Like young teams always are. You always fall in love with the young guys that you have and the potential that they have. But just the the things that the front office have said again and again and again, it would really surprise me if they went all in at this point mm-hmm. on a guy like Donovan Mitchell. For me, like Donovan Mitchell is like as high level as like a second guy as you can have. I don't think he's ever going to be the best player on a championship team, but he's a really good like second best guy. Um, and I don't know, like, sure, we think Paolo can be the guy. Franz Wagner maybe probably isn't ever going to be the best player on a championship team. So you're just going like all in on that when you haven't seen Paolo, you haven't seen, you know, much out of Franz outside of the rookie year. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kind of going all in on Donovan Mitchell and Paolo bringing you to a championship. And I'm just not ready to do that. I think it shows a lot about the culture you guys have built too, though. I mean, over this past year, it's hard to win. You go 22 and 60, you don't hear anything out of the locker room. Nobody's pointing fingers. Everyone's rooting for each other. So bringing the superstar right. in is one thing, but also like the culture that the Magic have built over this past season. Like that's something you want to keep together too with the players, just as much as the players. Yeah, and it's and that, it's a tricky yeah, balance. It. It's a tricky balance, you know, because like, oh, we want to keep this culture, but it's like that culture won you twenty two games. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, so yeah. much has happened. I I make the argument that the Magic were a thirty win team last year that won twenty two games. When you just look at our circumstances, you look at the amount of health that we had. Uh, the Magic won uh, or lost fifteen games last year by six or fewer points. Young so if team. you have Markel Fultz and you have you know, Jalen Suggs, for, they, yeah. they both both missed 11 of those 15, eight of those 15. They both missed that game. You're telling me Mark Hill and Jalen can't make up five points in half of those games. You're a 30 win team. So 
I think we're not as bad as most people think. And I get why people are going to clown on this. Like, oh, my God, you guys won 22 games. <laughs> but um, we think we're better than we were last year. And we do think that culture is real. Every personnel of the Magic that we've talked to, we had Jalen Suggs on the pod. He he, They're all bought in. Like, they really believe that the culture there is different. And talking to those guys, you can't help but be infected by that. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think the Magic are going to show significant improvement um, this upcoming season. Just want to shout you guys out for coming on the podcast. Give a shout out, man. Come on. Being flexible with your time, and congrats on all your success. Absolutely. Like, hey, it's likewise, really been amazing guys. to see you guys. Hey, we, likewise, we appreciate you guys taking the time to have us on. Uh, always rooting for you guys. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. It goes two ways. Is there anything you guys want to shout out before you guys head out of here? Uh, no, just shout out to you guys for having us on. Um, if you're wanting to hear more Orlando Magic Talk, you can find us on every social media at Sixth Man Show. You can find us on YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, yeah, just appreciate you guys. Appreciate the time. Absolutely, man. Appreciate yep. it. Thank you guys for being on. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Peace, boys. We want to shout out Luke Sylvie and Jonathan Osborne from the Six Man Show for being on the podcast. Now, before we go on to the next show, a quick word from Manscaped. Support for the Pick Aside podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PICKASIDE at manscaped.com. Take care That's of your balls. Come on. I love some balls. Dude, what, bro? I love balls. You love balls? I love my balls. Especially taking care of them. That's why he does that. 20% off with code PICKASIDE. This. Yeah, this dude. Our honestly, it's a little are, weird how in you are with no context. Pick a side. It's a little weird. Honestly, it's it's off putting. Skeptical. It's off putting. No, 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 no. I'm saying clip this because it'd be fans clipping now. It ain't even no context. Just our, be I feel fans. like our manscape no, segments Lonzi, are always gonna get clipped. Lonzi, Lonzi, Shout SMH Lonzi. man. Shout out to Lonzi. Nah, dude, for real. Actually, he made a funny ass clip. Yeah, yeah. Balls. That shit was funny. Listen, that's balls. That's all that Manscaped wants us to do is to promote ball hygiene. God forbid. And it is great. They have the uh the toner, they Talk have the deodorant. Mm. I you know, whenever I use a deodorant, let's just make believe. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, like the deodorant Keep that the, away from me, the ball the ball deodorant isn't like it isn't like deodorant. It's actually like kind lotion. of like a lotion. It's a lodeon. So yeah. Okay, very fancy word. That's that's I don't I don't know what that was before. It's today. lotion. Okay, lotion. <laughs> so, how the hell did you say that? But I would. Smell. This is what I do. If this is my boss, I get the lotion and I start just rubbing it. Yo, in this is insane. It's just you gotta get all the. Yeah, spots. no, no, no. I'm 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 probably, yeah, guys, 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 bro, show, show the what? Do you, you want to wanna... get all the spots, man? Okay. Got to get all the spots in your balls. No, I'm going to be honest. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's really nuts. Quite, quite literally. It is nuts. Literally. Yeah. And then, you know, after I got to do the little spray. You know, toner. A little toner. And then smelling fresh. Smelling, yeah. smelling good. Get a nice yes. waff in there. Yeah. Nice, man. I'm with you, bro. I wonder how girls feel about it. I wonder if they they rather that or they rather just the. That's Vagisil the, for the them, stink. bro. <laughs> yeah, the stink no. of the natural. Of, natural of course girls. not, bro. No there's no woman on planet Earth that wants so? no, no, absolutely not. That's why Manscaped exists. For you know, people they say that when, that some, when somebody's attracted to you, 
they're they're attracted to your scent as well. Yeah. So your natural scent. Mm-hmm. So like that funkiness for them, it doesn't smell nasty. It smells actually good. Nah, I, I can tell you this firsthand. Uh, if my girl is funky, like her armpit stinks or something, I'm telling you, I'm telling her right away. She'll do the same vice versa. Like it, yeah. there's nothing that's hot about smelling like shit. <laughs> Got a point. You're not wrong about it, but that's just what I read online. I think I saw a TikTok about that. Yeah, I did see a TikTok about that too. I think I, I read it online after. But I'm also a, a very Sick, specific bro. type of person when it comes to like smells and aromas. Like yeah. any type of nasty smell makes me nauseous. Yeah, me too. I hate the smell of um, armpits, like smelly armpits. Like that smell, that's the worst type for me. It really is. Yeah, I don't get I don't get smelly like that though. Like I have to really go like two days without deodorant for me to start. You know, but why do you go to? <laughs> yeah, in order for you to know that, you'd have had to wait two days without doing it. It's not, no, no, no I, I don't do it purposely. Uh-huh, no, I'm just saying, it's it. not that I forget to do it. You know, that's uh-huh. part of my everyday hygiene routine. But oh, I'm sure. let's say I'm, I'm in glad. the house for two, three days. I'm, I know I'm not, I'm not going out. You just don't decide to put on deodorant. I'm, I'm chilling. Well, if you're not going to shower, you might as well at least dabble in the deodorant. No, I shower. I just don't put it out there. Yo, all right. Last thing we're talking on the topic. Do y'all use the um, natural deodorant or you guys use the stuff with aluminum in it? I use it with the aluminum. I just used Degree, bro. Yeah, that's degree, like aluminum. Degree, Dove, Men's Axe. Plus Hair. Axe. Oh, Axe. 30 times aluminum. Axe, like we're in high school. Y'all, y'all got to be schools? careful. First responder, Drew, giving you guys some knowledge. Be careful. Bro, you eat McDonald's. Yeah, that's hey, not hey, hey, that's you, not hey, hey, hey. And that's not true. Yo, 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 relax. Over there with Wait, the McDonald's. Wait, so what do you use? Do you use Tom's? <laughs> no, actually, I don't like Tom's. Which I, give I don't like Tom's either because I use Tom's because of that aluminum thing and my armpits are smelling ass. So it's a Degree brand. Mm-hmm. But it's a natural type. It's is it bread? sandalwood? No, shit, hundred sandalwood. Sa- something sand. I'm I'm thinking. Does I'm it blanking. smell good? Yeah. What does it smell like? Woman? You guys want to get a whiff? No. All right. No, it's not woman. It's a man's deodorant, bro. <laughs> I don't know why. I just pictured riffs smelling armpits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I pictured like Drew's head, like Drew's left arm, Yo, like just I, shoving the, his face. The adjustment of going from the non-natural to the natural well, was very well, tough. You know, you know well, what you should why? do to make this much so, smarter because. Good. Good. So just send the flick of the de- deodorant to the group I, I will, chat for sure. so we can know what you're For sure, definitely. About. But you guys need to be careful because the aluminum causes cancer. All right? Mm. We don't want cancer. The lymph nodes are very essential. All right? Natural deodorant. Get on it. It's a, a, a little adjustment period. I'm Why looking out for you. I Why is it an adjustment? Anything. Why? Because bad. you really, realize yeah. that how much more the aluminum good. guards oh, the stench. It's not about the smell. It's about what's in it. Oh, what's in it? That's That was hard for me, honestly. I feel like a lot of things cause cancer. Oh, so, yeah, no, really? So, like, I feel so like you're fucked like, either way. I, like, you can't cut out everything. Like, I might just keep. Deodorant. But this is something you do every single day. Yeah, that's like causing cancer. Day too, so. Every day is crazy. I, I'm, I'm a transition. What you said? Degree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can get I'll take a picture. It's a specific. I'll take a picture. I'll take a picture. You just, bro. It's easy. You just have to deodorant without aluminum. Just search it up online. I got you. A bunch of stuff will pop up. Cool. I don't want to get cancer or nothing like that. No, exactly. And like I said, it'll be like. A week where you're like, damn, yo, this aluminum definitely does a lot more for me. But you just have to put like more on. Yes. Oh, yeah. I give like 10, 11 strokes. 10, 11 strokes, bro. Yeah. Okay. I'll be giving like two, bro. That's oh, it's like two, three. <laughs> one you smell like shit. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I had to get that joke off. Uh, you smell good, Papa. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Ratio. I, I saw his face. I just like, I love you. <laughs> Ratio. Oh, man. This week in the NFL, now I'll give mine first. Okay. 
It's about DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. His PED suspension. So he said he has never willingly broken any rules, even after they found 0.134% austerine. That's how much it was found in his blood, which it surpassed the threshold of 0.100%. So he was over by 0.034% that was found. And his reasoning for it is like he thinks the NFL should be more lenient with the rules because there's a lot of everyday products that he said contains this chemical okay like everyone says this like shampoo but when doing my own research it actually doesn't like since it's banned like this is banned in the united states since it's banned in the united states there's product there's no products that actually contain osterine in it so you know yeah he was saying like oh you know the shampoo i use it contains it so you know i probably was lying about that getting something from the united states yeah you know that's always possible but you know, maybe he was lying about that, but I do think it's it's pretty cool because if this is in fact the case, then more players are, I mean, more players are prone to break this PED rule, no and he might have gotten suspended for really no reason, pretty much. Uh, I'm just going to beat to beat the curve. I don't know what I'm saying. This week, we're going to get the verdict on Deshaun Watson and that news of how long his suspension is going to be. Um Right now, it's seeming as if what? What's going on? What? Gotta be a year. Hmm? What? Do you, wait, I don't understand. It gotta be a year. Are you talking oh. about the suspension? You said yeah. they said potentially like, up to eight million in fines. Here, my thing. I said something wrong. Eight crazy. million in fines to him. Potentially. Oh really, my goodness. I don't, know, I don't know if it was just him, but I saw uh-huh. eight million in fines. Maybe Texans were involved. But okay, interesting. Because you have the idea that some believe six games, some believe eight games. If he does get the full year, there is reports that his camp is going to come out and sue the NFL because they find that that will be unjust, especially for the fact that he just missed the NFL season. Personally, I do believe that he is going to be suspended the year, uh, but it's going to be super interesting to see because this really does dictate the entire outlook of how you see the Cleveland Browns. The um, NFLP actually came out and said whatever the judge says, they're going with it. Really? And they That's asked cool. the NFL to do the same. Um, my week in the NFL is Debo Samuel. Just before we started recording the show, Debo signed a three-year extension worth up to $73.5 million, $58 million guaranteed. It's basically the same exact contract DK Metcalf got, I think $1 million more, maybe a few million more in guaranteed money. But Debo has been holding in, which has been the new saying, where he shows up to practice but doesn't practice, says he has an injury, but he's not really hurt, so he doesn't get fined. That's why they do it so they don't hold out because the new CBA, you get fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for missing training camp. So Debo finally got his extension. He's going to be back with the Niners for the long term. It's going to be huge for their offense. Get on the same page with Trey Lance. Help out Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, the whole offense. So, happy you guys' money. For me, my uh, this week in the NFL is an NBA moment. You know, rest in peace to Bill Russell. He just yeah, passed away. Sure. Living legend, pioneer of the game. Um, you know, just to shed some light on that, Bill Russell, they said he died peacefully. So, he went with in, in a good spirit. I Absolutely. think that's good. One of the best centers in NBA history, you know, he pioneered for the Boston Celtics, pioneered for the league, civil rights movement. He was a part of that. He was off the court. He was a better man on off the court than he was on the court. So, you know, just to show some love to Bill Russell, rest in peace. Hope his family's good. Absolutely. Shout out to him. Most ever. And that speaks a lot to how good he was on the court. Absolutely. He was an amazing human being, no doubt. I've seen a stat. He had 23 points and 59 rebounds, shit like that. Never lost an elimination game in his career. Game seven. An average like twenty nine rebounds. Literally, the most games. winning he built NBA Boston. player of all time. They yeah. are garbage without him. No offense. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. 
They have the most championships ever, man. Bill Russell. He didn't like Boston, though, unfortunately. They have uh, four rings since 1980. No, of course, because that area is known to be highly racist, especially at that time. At that time, yeah. Slight jab. Chilgast and Samjai? Huh? Chilgast and Samjai? Yeah, but they weren't slandering Bill when he was winning championships, right? They had to shut up and say, thank you, Bill. But even still, they were were chatting. Exactly. They didn't care. Are you Irish? I am. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, Joel's like I'm seven like, things. I was gonna say I'm a mix of it. Like I'm like maybe twenty percent Irish if that. Like I'm small percent. Mix of what? Like what are you? Go ahead, sh- all, shed some light on white. It. Like Russian, Irish, German. You don't say. He's Does this surprise <laughs> you, bro? Like, Russian, yeah. This is <laughs> Russian, <laughs> yeah. My mom's actually Russian. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah out, Carrie, man. What's, what's the other stuff? German, Irish, Russian. <laughs> just say I don't Joel's know. A bunch. A bunch of different. German. German. Yeah. Wow. You want me to shout my mom out too? No, shout out Rachel. She was just. American, you know what I'm saying? That American white, you know what I'm saying? I, I know, you, but American white is European. That's true. Damn, you a foreign. All right, bro, God, <laughs> while he was mentioning, he, Drew was like, yo, shout out Carrie, man. <laughs> I, I love I love Joe's mom. Tough. If we're shouting anything else, like, to me. just German, Russian, Irish. Irish. I feel like I'm probably some more stuff, but. Polish? I don't think so. Okay. Alexandra's Polish. So oh, since, since, uh, mm-hmm. since we're shouting people out, I'm going to shout out Kayla. She, she commented on one of. Pick a side's post on Instagram and it said, Shout me out, Joel, on it. So I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> okay, shout, yeah. out. shout, so out, shout out to Kayla. That's all, all right. it takes to get shout out. That's what I yeah. thought. All right, shout out. How's she Kayla. look, bro? Oh, you can't just. Oh, do she's that. pretty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Shocker. You put me on the spot. There it is. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, you're right. You're right. That, that, nah, that, she joined cool. the Patreon. She's cool. Hmm? She joined the Patreon? Nah, she didn't join the Patreon. So she got a shout out without joining the Patreon. That's, mo- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's why I asked the question. That's the trap. That's love. That's love. What, love by you? No, that's that's love. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's love if you're getting shouted out without joining the Patreon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you love for her? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Look, that's blushing. I'm making it Nah, it's crazy. You guys put me on the spot with these questions. Shout out to Top Shot, though. Thanks for, for sponsoring this weekend. Shout out to everybody. In the NFL, excuse me. So, NBH Top Shot throwback moment. Let's go through in this... Uh, just to let you guys know, um, these past five weeks, we've done rookie moments. We've done MVP moments, MIP moments, throwback moments. And I think those are the four we've done. And rookie moments, I believe. Yep. We are going to be giving away a moments from what? each of these Hello. weeks. So join NBA Top Shot. You'll be eligible to get one of these moments. And I think these throwback moments that we got are the best ones. Absolutely. Yeah. First up is mine, which I'm going to be the winner. Vince Carter behind the back. Ooh, dunk on Alonzo Morning. That's fine. Wow. That was tough. Vince Carter, Toronto Raptor legend, Toronto legend, Ooh. New Jersey Nets. Oh, goodness. Played right. for yeah. 50,000 years. Yeah, that one was insane. Now, next one up is Carmelo Anthony. Corn Rose Carmelo. Sir, this is mine. This Dan is the one that's, actually, this is the one that's gonna win. Oh, yeah, this one was the dunk is tough. Close, it's gonna be a the close dunk's tough, but I think just Melo's look, the old Nuggets uniforms, the Corn Rose headbanders, vintage Melo. You see you know, the cock back of the wow. dunk. Yeah, you know, Melo crazy. was the first pair of signature shoes that, that I owned. Yeah. I'm always laughing at Ray. I didn't hear what you said either. What did you say? What did you say? No, I'm laughing at his face because after he tried to look up, like, like nobody heard him. <laughs> they didn't. You only heard it. That's crazy. So next one, Andre Iguodala. Look this at this is pass a by, by Iverson. Jesus, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, major. Is this my best moment that I've had? 
swipe. What? I'm just saying, he cocked it back. What do you guys think? This is the best one I put forth. This is the best. This is the best one. I think so too. Now, Sean Marion, this is the next one up for River Brown. I can't believe we got a Sean Marion. Boo! Yeah. Boo. No, 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 no. I'm Now, this pass was crazy, and the you finish You should have gotten the Jason Richardson one. I did, but they were weak. It was a 360 dunk. Yeah, but it was in a fast break. Come on. So there's a fast he break. He dunked on TV, bro. That's a, come on, How many legend. fast break dunks have we got that we bro, put this on is, these moments? He, Sean Marion dunked on Robert Horry. That's Robert Horry? <laughs> He's number five. <laughs> He's number five. The whole reason I said it because I thought it was Tim Duncan. Wow, yeah. Moment over. So those are our throwback moments. You can buy a NBA Top Shot pack, $9 starter pack, uh, in the description down below. Join NBA Top Shot. I'm telling you guys, these moments are not very expensive. These throwback moments, I will say, in full disclosure, were the most expensive ones. Each one was about like $50 to $80, so it was expensive. But all the moments that we've been showing throughout this series have been moments that are $10 or less. We really don't try to buy moments that are expensive because we know that for the most part, people can't buy these moments. But NBA Top Shot was grateful, was generous enough to give us credit to get some of these moments. So we decided to splurge on this last yeah, one. Yeah, we splashed a on little cash on throw, this one. Throwback moment. We decided to splurge a little bit. But like the Joel Embiid uh, buzzer beater in the playoffs was $3. One of his best moments. Of there was a throwback D Wade one that was $3 that yeah. I was about to pick too. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually bought it just because there's, there's, there's some cheap ones too for yeah, throwbacks. There was a couple of cheap LeBron ones, but for a majority, anything LeBron James is is chicken. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. Shout out to NBA Top Shot. Now, take it easy on, over there, all right? I was going crazy. <laughs> yeah, on to the last segment in the, the mic, podcast: quarterback competitions. Now, there's not as many quarterback competitions this offseason as there was last and boring offseason. Ones also, this one this offseason features the Steelers quarterback competition. Trubisky, Rudolph, Pickett, the Seahawks, Locke and Geno, and the Panthers, Baker, and this Donald. Shit stinks. So predicting who's going to win what. And can I ask you, was Rudolph in your quarterback competition before yesterday? Or was he only added because of the report that, and I'm not saying this against you, I'm just speaking the facts of how unfortunate it is. that He wasn't in, in right, I, that's I, it was I Pickett and Trubisky for me. Like the fact that, they, the reporters came out and said that there's a chance that Rudolph could start week one. And today, I think... It's uh, not surprising. Today, though. they said it's Mitch's job to lose. Like, dude, that is, if I'm a Steelers fan, I want to throw up. So, so far, these are the stats from training camp. Rudolph, 69% completion percentage, 181 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. Trubisky, 50% completion percentage, 159 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Pickett, 50% completion percentage, 55 yards, one touchdown, two picks. <sighs> Steelers are in hell. That's the training camp so far. Steelers are in hell. I'm shocked Mitch is that bad. I did not know he was doing that bad. Yeah, these are his stats, yeah. So Rudolph is He's outperforming everybody He's by, eating. by a wide I feel like Pickett should start, though. Week one? I don't think so. For rookie purposes, yeah. What do you start in the other two for? I think Mitch... To learn. The, from, so correct. Learn. learn from what? Like, learn what, though? Trubisky, just see how a quarterback runs an offense. Trubisky, I get. Rudolph... Now nah, Rudolph's the I backup. Get. I think, Trubisky, it's, I I think it's Mitch's job to lose. Do you think it's Mitch, Rudolph... Uh, Pickett? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's what I'm asking. I think Pickett's the backup. Okay. No, I think Rudolph might be the backup. So let, let's just, in, okay. this, in this hypothetical scenario, Kenny Pickett is the third string quarterback Tough. in week one, starting the season. Is this already a bad pick by the Steelers? No. Not yet. 
it's not a good look by any means, but I don't think you could say just because he's the third string week one. I remember Justin Jefferson was like the fourth string receiver or third string receiver behind a guy I can't remember his name in training camp, and then week three came along. Week four, he became. Look, one of the was receivers. it Tread? Was it Treadwell? It wasn't Treadwell. It was. It was a name I can't remember. It's a hyphenated name. You I think remember. it would look bad, bad if he don't win the job eventually as the season progresses? I don't think he'll win the job. I think Midge will give it up at some point. I think well, the yeah, that's hope, what I'm saying, but he comes in and stinks. The it up hope would like, be that you don't have to start Pickett at all this season. If you're the Steelers organization, mm-hmm. that's the hope that you let Pickett sit, learn the NFL game for one season, and Trubisky's good enough to at least keep them afloat. That's the hope. I, I honestly am going the opposite direction. I think if he's the third string quarterback starting the season, they whiffed on the pick. I don't need to see him play because he couldn't beat out Mitch. And Mason Rudolph, and he is an old quarterback. He's what twenty four. Going to be he's twenty four. He's going to be twenty five. I don't know if it's going to be soon, but he's a twenty four year old quarterback. He should already be ready to yeah. play. He should already be ready to contribute. And we all know he doesn't have the ceiling of somebody like Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett is a is a limited ceiling quarterback. So drafting him in the first round, him not playing up to par, not being able to play as good as Trubisky or Rudolph, it's a red flag. And I think it already shows, it's showing early signs of a big time whiff. So those statistics, it leads me to feel like he's being way too safe or either that or he's not getting opportunity. You said 55 yards, he, he only he, he only attempted six less passes than them. It's only six. So, they each attempted 32 and he attempted 26. And I don't want to overreact to training camp yeah, practices do either, I. Near but do I. I don't think you called it, like, if he's a third string, it's not ideal by any means, but... You have to give it some time. The offense they have, the playmakers they have, he doesn't have to be spectacular his rookie season, right? I know the offensive line's improved. It's not phenomenal, but at wide receiver, running back, tight end, Fryermuth showed some strides last year. You know, they have the weapons for him to be able to be decent, you know, good enough. I think it is Mitch's job to lose, though. I mean, it's easy. First of all, Mason Rudolph, there's no world where I want to see him on the field if I'm a Steelers fan this year. It's Mitch because I think he gives you the best chance to win right away, or it's Pickett because you just use a first-round pick on him. I'm not a big Mitch guy or anything, but the last time he was a starter in 2020, after he became, after he was sat, was six games, I believe. He averaged 250 yards, 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 70% completion percentage, gave him mobility at the, yeah. uh, at the position, led them to the playoffs as well. So it's not like he was terrible. His last stint as a starter this past season, he was obviously the backup in Chicago, in, uh, in Buffalo. But I think it's Mitch's job to lose because week one, he's going to give you the best chance to win. And the Steelers still view themselves as a playoff team. We know Tomlin's streak of never having a losing season means a ton to all Steelers fans for whatever reason. So they're going to try to win. Stop. I saw you tweet that, bro. That was like, why, I don't understand what was the point of tweeting that I feel one. Like That's an impressive feat. The only reason why Steelers fans say they're not going to have a losing season is because Mike Tomlin has never had a losing so season. So what's That's wrong with reasoning. that? La- when because they it's had, shitty reasoning. That, when they that, had, was, you know, that dude, was the same shit that happened. bad analysis? Yeah, because that's just, you know what? No, no it is. can't it say is. that. It is. Dude, they it had is. Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as their quarterback, and they didn't go under 500. Their defense was fantastic. Okay, it was good, but this defense, defense is still no. going to be decent uh, at the worst. Bro, they had one of the worst rush defense in the league last year. And they year. made the playoffs. And it was still bad. But That's the point. Everyone in the AFC got better. We saw their schedule. They have a tough schedule. They do. They do. Like, I don't like the analysis of, oh, Tomlin's never done it. That was the same shit I heard. To switch it's, to the NBA real quick, that was the same shit I heard why the Nets were going to beat the Celtics so they got KD and Kyrie. Uh, that was the same reason. It's lazy analysis. We have one. It's one thing. This is the reason why we're not going to dig into <laughs> anything else. That has nothing to do shit. with coach. 
I know, but I'm just saying people put analysis into one thing. They got Katie and Kyrie. That's why they're, they're going to win. They got Tomlin. They, they got Tomlin. They They've never had a losing season. That's why they're never going to lose in season. But you called Trubisky a franchise quarterback. No, I didn't. I'm under similar beliefs as you when it comes to to Trubisky. Correct. I think Trubisky has the highest ceiling of the three going into next season, at least. I think that Trubisky, Pickett, Rudolph. It should be. That's how it should be. That's what it should be. If Rudolph, Rudolph's doing his thing. Yeah. On to the Seahawks. Geno Locke. I said Geno Locke. Drew Locke and Geno Smith. So what's going to go on here? I think. Gino's going to win the job pretty easily. You have do, statistics I, for I, me here or no? I, I no, I don't. I actually don't have it. I actually got this statistics from a beat reporter okay. who was generous I, enough to put I think on Gino, his, the, the times I did watch Gino play last year, he looked, he looked fine he looked to me. Okay. He was okay. So yeah, I'm say, and one Drew Locke is really bad at playing football, so I'm, I'm going to say Gino's probably going to Gino completed seven service passes, four Drew, touchdowns, no picks. And Pete Carroll said this, Drew Locke is behind <laughs> in learning and in catching up. Gino was in the lead right now. He's been behind. I don't really think it matters. I think whoever wins this starts week one, both these guys are going to get playing time. Neither of these guys are franchise quarterbacks. And Pete, Gino, uh, yeah, Pete Carroll was saying he was like, I was watching his presser. He was like, yeah, you know, Gino and Locke, you know, they're in the competition. But you look, you know, Gino's in the lead right now by a significant amount. But look, Drew Locke has some natural talent. Gino, he's uh, he's a gamer and he's an overly listen, he's like optimistic he, guy. He was like, look, look, it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough, but very, very exciting <laughs> yeah. to yeah. see what these guys hey, he's, do. He's, he's optimistic. And then these when, are some bad competitions, man. Then yeah. when when asked about like. Um, how they're going to play next year. They're like, we're going to do the same thing. We're, we're, we're going to throw the ball deep. We're, we're, we're going yeah, yeah, to throw deep shots. We're going to go crazy. Gino did I mean, look. Drew Lock has the capabilities to throw the ball yeah. deep. That's about it. Inaccurately, yeah. Correct. Yes. For hey, sure. Gino but look, you have. You, I'm good. Yeah, just throw that up to DK, man. I was going to say, Gino looked good, but two of those three games, he threw the ball less than 25 times. It was just like, let's get through these three games. Russ is out. Four games, yeah. three and a half. Um, and just let's get through it. And then when Russ comes back, we could air it out. This is a full season now going in with Gino or Drew Locke where you're going to have to throw the ball more than 25 times. Like, I that's think they're not a first team, though. They are, sure. but 25 Rashad times. Penny, Talk about it. Rashad Penny, RB5 fantasy. Lock it. Five? No. Five? Top 10 finish. Okay. Even still. <laughs> These are all like buzzwords in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. Top, top 10 top finish. Five. Top ten finish. He's a great value where he's going right now. I could give you that. Yeah, no, I'm. Can, yeah. I'm definitely interested in. So Rashad how many? Penny's how many? ADP. How many more games do the Broncos win at the Seahawks next year? A lot. Like seven. Over under six. Over. Hammer. Over. That's actually locked in stone. Yeah. Over. Six. That seems about right because I think I had the Seahawks winning five games. I had the Broncos winning like ten, eleven. Minus one fifty. I mean, I have the Broncos winning thirteen. Thirteen's <sighs> a ton. Thirteen is tough. Thirteen. Thirteen. You're the one seed. 13 of them. We, 13 of the ones with the idea. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this guy. Uh, it's going to feel great to be well, I a have, fan. I have y'all tied no, for no, first. No, I'm not hating on you. Listen, I'm not No, I'm just saying it's going to be Joel. great to be the owner of the best team at this table. Okay. Hey, yeah. Relax. Our, our oh. schedule is really easy as shit. Eagles is... Eagles, yeah. I'm hesitant on you guys, though. You shouldn't be. We're going to win the easy games. That's one thing we do do. Like, I have you guys winning 10 games, but I'm hesitant on you guys and, I guess, in the big picture. You know, Joel, I don't know know about you, but I already mentally prepared myself for Tua having a pretty good year. Yeah, Tua's gonna have a good like, year. Like, yeah, I, I, and just like what he's gonna come with. Uh, he's scared. He's <laughs> no, he's not, not looking forward to it. That's what it and is. Then the Bron- he but, saw that sixty-five yard pass from Tua, and he said, no, "Drew's gonna." Not, I, think, kill I think Tua's me. gonna put up good numbers for sure. I want you guys to know, just ahead in advance, like a, a long, long time in advance, because it'll happen eventually. I have a list. I have a list that it's gonna be one specific week, one specific game that Tua's gonna pop off, and I'm gonna read this list 
oh, it's going to be one of the best days. It's going to really be one of the best days. I think two is going to put up really good analysis. numbers, and at the end of the year, they're still going to look at him and be like, can we upgrade? No, it's fine. I'm glad you like, feel that way. That, that's how I that's feel because like, yeah, I think two is going to breeze. I think two is going to put good numbers, but thank you. No, he's no, a dude. He's actually. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Like, I can't put him in that situation. In that <laughs> do you sentence. think he's Drew Brees? <laughs> what do you What do you think of Tua? I know you, you're like borderline Miami. My guy, guy's right? in. Yeah. He's not borderline. He's in. You're in. Yeah, hey, sure I'm in. You're in on Tua franchise. Oh, no, I'm in on Miami. Tua franchise quarterback or no? Ooh, I kind of look at Tua like I look at Hurts. Got to, got to. They got to prove, prove it. it. They got to prove it. I agree. I'm fine with that. The same. They got to prove it. I agree. But they got the weapons, you know. But so does Hurts. That's what I'm saying. They both like they both got the weapons. They got to prove. It, I just I am, I've, I've heard, bad, Miami, I've heard bad things about Hurts in camp that he's underthrowing guys. Yeah. he said but, he said up and down days. But yeah. camp I is haven't heard the same shitty. too. Uh, the last oh, secondary nice. That's what the problem is. Now, <laughs> the last team with a quarterback competition, Baker and Donald, both have None played here. fairly equal in camp. Oh, Baker's gonna so win. Nothing to talk about. Baker, if they want to make the playoffs, Baker Yo, should be the guy. People are so rude. Baker underthrew someone really badly and threw an INT, and they just played like clown music over it. It was <laughs> mad foul. That being said, I don't think that this is even a question. I think that Baker will start. There's a yeah. video too of Baker and Sam like walking down to the practice field, and all the fans are saying, Baker, Baker, yeah. Baker, and nothing to Sam. Like, damn, that's. that's Sam was, he was so bad last year. But he, I, three I games actually, he was good. I've seen reports though of um how. They treat each other in the quarterback room, and whenever Sam makes a good pass, Baker's like, hell yeah! Yeah, let's like go! That. So, you know, they're supportive of each up other. Your te- up your teammates. I like yeah, that. They're supportive Baker's going to win the job, though. Baker should win the job, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about he that. He doesn't win the job. It's impossible. Shout out to Carolina, though, because I'm a big DJ Moore guy, so I need to. Yeah. I need to. We're, we're all big DJ Moore guys at this yeah, I'm, I'm a, Not, I don't know. I'm a sure. real nasty DJ Moore guy. DJ Moore guy? No, he's a DJ Moore guy. I think he is. DJ is a dog. I need his... I've been the wait. Hold up! Didn't we have a DJ Moore Deontay Johnson debate? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 you you wasn't the DJ Moore guy. Nah, Deontay's, Deontay's him. Deontay? Deontay's him. I, I like DJ. Nope, DJ's more consistent. Wow. So wait. So this the first time we're ending off a show on a Would You Rather because yeah. we didn't do the Would You Rather Julio. So here we go. We're gonna do it now. This is gonna be the last thing we do on the show. It's so. tough. Let's do it. Would you rather Julio Jones edition? First name up, Mike Williams. Julio Jones. Mike Williams. I just don't like Mike Williams. I don't like the way that we're starting. I'm going to go Julio. Healthy Julio, for sure. Cortland Sutton. Oh, Julio. This is health, right? Julio. I hate Cortland this question. Sutton. Julio actually clears. I'm going Sutton. It's been two years. Three years. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. A Rob. What the fuck? I get where you're coming from, but it's Allen Robinson this next season is going to be fantastic. Julio. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks can put up a thousand yards. I'm gonna say Julio. Brandon Cooks a thousand yards isn't meaningful to me. Why is that? Because they're usually on shit teams. I guess. But I'm gonna be honest. Yes, yeah, but he's the number one option. Julio Jones is and first. He gets the number one coverage. He's he first ballot. If Julio is healthy, he's the number one option. He's gonna do a lot more than a thousand yards. But Julio's not gonna be the first option. He's not gonna be the second. But he option. said if Julio's healthy. But that doesn't even mean. Julio healthy is not the one. A option. healthy Julio is well, a because wa- the two guys aren't Brandon Cooks. They're Mike. Evans and Chris fucking Godwin. I'm not saying you're wrong, but at the same time. Yeah, these ain't Brandon, like Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks is good. He's, thou- good, he's had a thousand years, a thousand yards every seasons. single year. Uh-huh. A thousand and, years. A thousand years. A thousand years. No, he does. We never talk about him ever because he's not Brandon. really. I, I wanted to get this point. Brandon Cooks is a potential Hall of Famer. I'll take Brandon Cooks. I'll take Brandon Cooks. He's an idiot. He's had like six, seven, one thousand yard seasons. So is AJ Green a potential Hall of Famer? Yes. yes, more, more okay, than Brandon Cooks. All right, all right, all right. As long as we're in the same page there. I'll take Brandon Cooks over Julio. Yeah. You'll lose. Right now. In 2022, Brandon Cooks. He said healthy. I'm going. I know. I'm going. Okay, go ahead. I'm going Brandon Cooks also. Chase Claypool. 
Mapletron, man. Pulling Julio. some heartstrings. I'm going Julio. I'm going Julio. Finally. Brennan Ayuk. Julio. Julio. Dude, what's going on? Brennan Ayuk is a poor man's Julio. Poor, 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 poor man's. Like, Brennan Ayuk is nice, bro. What's Julio? I don't know what Julio he's, is. If he said healthy. Okay, the games he was healthy last year, he didn't do shit. You said the playoff game. He had one game. Hey, listen. When it mattered, it mattered most. Game. When it mattered most. And they lost. Playoffs, okay. That wasn't on Julio, though. I know. Julio was one of the best receivers of all time. I know, but I'm not taking... This isn't who would you rather their career. This is healthy. This is who would you rather <laughs> in 2022. If that was the case, then you wouldn't have taken all those guys over Russell Westbrook, true? What the fuck? It's, it's he, Russell Westbrook healthy looks terrible. Julio, Julio <laughs> the last last year, was playoffs, on the field. and playoff game. I'm not taking one game and throwing the, out the other says, nine. So you you don't care about the playoff game, but you care I, about the I nine care, games. I care, but he was if hurt. he played ten games, he was he, good yeah, one, and he, he averaged like hurt. forty yards. But when he was healthy, but he, he was he a was dog on the field for nine games, he bro. Was hurt, but he was always some some of those games he was leaving games early. I I he, know, he but regardless, that's at early. least six seven games where he was fully healthy. Dude, he had four hundred thirty four yards last season. Okay, like who didn't? And the healthy. year before, he was fantastic. What, what was his playoff game? Let's see. I really want to know. Eighty eight yards. Dog time. Eighty eight yards. He ate. He had a good game. Like one thirty or something. Who eat, who eat Brand- I'm taking Julio over Brandon Ayuk. All right, I'm so, taking Brandon Ayuk in 2020. So, all right, next name up, Adam Thielen. God, I dare you. God, God, because you you just played the health card. Healthy, who you taking? Julio, right? Thielen had what nine, ten touchdowns? Yeah, last that was season? his ten touchdowns. His quarterback is Kirk Cousins. He's gonna do shit Kirk, like that. Kirk is a dog. He puts up the was numbers. Top ten going into last season. Was he top ten as the Definitely season went not. on? Okay, Definitely then he not. was also shitty. It's, he was. Come on, Kirk is gonna statistically. Kirk going to do what he's doing. I'm going Thielen. I hate both of you. Like shit is embarrassing. I'm so dead. Oh my god. Julio in 2022 is not Atlanta Julio, bro. Healthy. But that is that that's not Atlanta Julio. Even if, ten, if even if Julio was healthy in Tennessee, he was putting up eight hundred yards. Fact, eight nine hundred yards. If he was healthy, and all these guys were naming do too. Chase Claypool. I, 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 put, no I, put, I put that did was the one that? name I picked. Julio. Oh, these over. are the last two names. I, if and he had sixty two yards by the way in the playoff game. Oh my god, what are we talking about here, bro? <laughs> he got sixty two yards. He got me. He got me, bro. Like, he, he, he was like he ate. He had. <laughs> He had a hundred yards one time this season, and it was September nineteenth. Can we talk? Can you do yardage by game? Wait, hold on, hold on. Can we you finish this? Actually? I got two more names. Right. Okay. If you guys have noticed, the names that I've been naming have been players that are either a uh, like around the tier Julio would be currently if he's healthy. It's just some and, great names. And B, they're coming back from like injury and down seasons too. Uh, Robert Woods, Julio, Julio. Robert, Robert, Robert Woods going to be the number one option on Tennessee. Bobby probably. Trees. Bobby Trees. Coming right. off the ACL is a little worrisome. He's 30. <laughs> and he's oh, in Tennessee, go, but, but dude. Julio I get the benefit of the doubt. It's just uh, I'll, I'll give it to Julio. I don't and feel a, great about it. But thank you. And a last name, Make Jarvis Landry. Julio. Julio. Jarvis doesn't do anything for me. Clutch. Fucking Chase Claypool. I picked this Julio one is actually you struggled with it. That's what pissed me nah, off. I don't think I did. I think he was, he was over there like. I'm only struggling with this one because Jarvis is finally out of Cleveland, 
And I am a Sadly fan. Cleveland, but he's like the number three option, probably. I disagree, actually. I think that he will be. MT. We don't know about that. We need to see him on the field week one. We can't I just need pick and announce. choose when we think. Like, I do, but I'm not. Before we're like, oh, MT's no, on the field. I now. Say, I he did that. say, I hate MT. He did say He's that. on Twitter loving MT. Oh, he, you've, been on, MT. you've been on Twitter. You just said, I hate MT. No, I didn't no, say that. You didn't say that? No. Oh. No, my, my thing is you can't trust MT. That's what I've been consistent with. If he's on the field, I'm all in, no doubt. But right now, his status is still up in the air. He's in practice. That's a great sign. But Jarvis Landry with Jameis Winston, like, I am taking Jameis Winston over Baker Mayfield. I think that— It's still a run first team, though. But with Kamara being suspended six games, we don't know that. And Mark Ingram's the running back. I don't think that Mark Ingram is going to be so all-world that it takes away touches from Jarvis. I think Jarvis is going to have a really good season, actually. It's possible with them slot machines over there. So you're going with Jarvis. I I think I'm going Jarvis. What do you think he puts up next year? 800. I was going to say, a good year for Jarvis is 900 yards, seems like. I think 900 is a really good year. Olave is going to be a lot better than than (laughs) most rookie wide receivers. But even still, it's it's MT's. If you get 900 with MT expected to be on the field, Chris Olave first round pick. He could be AK. close. He could actually be close to a thousand yards. I do believe that. Oh, cool. Jarvis. Or when's the last time he had a thousand? Honestly, I don't know. Let's check. In a few years. Twenty nineteen. When does Godwin come back? <laughs> He's not on the pub. It could be week it, one. Yeah, apparently, he's starting training camp healthy. So there's two seasons ago, he had eleven seventy four. Twenty nineteen. Correct. 840-2020-570 this past season. Missing so like he Julio, had 570. So, so like Julio, games. he's had two down years. Correct. Julio's Julio only really hurt. won. And he's 29. No, in Atlanta. I, he was, in Atlanta. I know, but he was still great when he was on the field. He was just hurt. He was just hurt. He's always hurt. That's the problem. He's still 29 years old. Julio is 33. I trust, I, obviously it's Tom Brady, but his situation right now, he's going to be the third, fourth potential option. Not really sure as of right now. You need to see where he is health-wise. I like Jarvis right. this he year. Put up y'all don't think he could, y'all don't think Julio could put yeah, up the same numbers nice. AB put up last season? Nah, mm-hmm. nah, yo, Julio. Because when AB was on the field, like he was, he was borderline number one. He was amazing. Oh, Julio he was might, might still be him. No, he, he I, might yeah. still be him. I mean, Julio Jones. With Tom Brady, if he's healthy. Like with Tom Brady, I'm just saying he the health is holding you back. A lot of mouths to feed there. Like who would? I, yeah, I think Jarvis is going to have the better season. I guess it's it's the who you rather. I guess I I would rather Julio Jones, but I do think that Jarvis Landry is going to have a better statistical. If Julio season. had like a clear path, the second amount, second most targets on that for team, sure. I would be more That's inclined. Why, but you got Mike uh, Evans, yes. you got Godwin potentially in good Week One. Leonard Fournette had the most targets by any running back last year. You paid Russell Gage thirty. My mil. thing, my thing is though, if he's healthy and he looks like oh Julio, I don't think the targets going to just pile up. If he still looks like best, that, dude. best case he's number three, bro. Like it's AB. AB, well, he looked like Antonio Brown, and even still, it was a split. That's, I'm saying, who could, it, could it put those split, numbers up? But it was still obvious that Mike and Godwin were Mike and Yeah, that's fair. Mike and Godwin going to get day ones. They won K. But I'm saying Julio can get about six, seven hundred yards. But all these guys, all these guys we named could easily get six, seven, eight hundred, nine yards. Yeah, and, but this that's past season, AB had five, 545 yards in seven games. AB was awesome. Yeah, he was on pace for over a rack. AB is one of the yeah. best receivers this that game's be ever Julio. seen. So was Julio. But AB is better than Julio Jones. Yeah, but Julio up there. Respect but, him. Yeah. He is. Julio's up there. He is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, going to do it for episode 199 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. On Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Tell them to follow our social medias. Do Rag Riv. Joel V. Moran. 
Joel Dells at Andrew five A's. Yeah, I don't have to. You just did it. Yeah, there you go. That is true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's fine. He should have just got what I was doing, but yeah. that's okay. All right. That's gonna do it for episode one hundred ninety nine. Thank you guys for listening and/or watching, and we'll see you next time.